Good evening, folks, and welcome to Alien Addict on a fine and mysterious evening. It is a mysterious evening because we have Mysterious Eon in the house and we've got Spooky and none other than the Cambian, the Stephen Cambian, joining us later on in the show. But without further ado, my partner in crime, he runs the Sunday and I run the Friday. But sometimes, you know, we, we, may, we, may, we may change days. Who knows? If we're going out, we'll have to. Lee, my lad. How green am I all of a sudden? You've gone, you've gone green and I've gone red. Oh, I don't like that at all. At all. Do you want me to kick, should I kick you out? Oh, you can kick yourself out. No, it's, your right, it's fine. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, that matches me. That matches me. That's bare. How are we doing? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Good. Well, Ian, we're going to bring you on in just a moment. But people, everybody, Lee's show is every single sh- Sunday. Do not miss a Sunday show. Um, well, it's not every single Sunday. Sometimes you might be going out and getting drunk and all that. Just, On certain uh, given Sundays. Certain given Sundays, yeah. yeah. And, and this is why it works. We are the dream team. Like, share, and subscribe. Absolutely. If you're here right now, if you want to support us, you can go and head on to the Patreon in the link in the description. You could become a channel member. Mm. I do make little uh, Tic Tacs that... And at some point, I am going to do some nipples because we always love the nipples. So we may make some nipple characters as well. So, yes. I've heard that every time somebody supports the show, an orphan gets adopted. And I may get a nipple out. Mm-hmm. But without further ado, Ian. Mr. Eon. UK crew. Look at this. And you're rocking yeah. the Never a Straight Answer t-shirt. I like it. I like that. Does it say that underneath? Never a straight answer. No, it's actually the shuttle program. No, <laughs> oh, right. it is. Uh, there you are. It's beautiful. That I like it. It's like it's like, it's like a one of those t-shirt uh, t-shirt club. T-shirt it club reminds me. Exactly. It I'm reminds not me. Sure. Of... I'm not sure that alien addicts shouldn't have a never a, a straight answer t-shirt. Why not? Mm, I think maybe, maybe oh, yeah, we no. need one of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I uh, it I'll reminds me. <laughs> it does remind me of those. Um, my dad had a. Can't remember what car it was, but I remember looking at the 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 manual for it. And it looks like the the plans for the car, how they used to do it in them old big blue books for cars in the UK. I don't know if they did the same thing in the in the states. You're talking about Haynes manuals. Is that what it was? Yes. I'll just say yes and agree. <laughs> no idea. That had all the sectional cutaways of the vehicles so that you could mm. That is the out. one. Yeah. Exactly the well, one. The Loved, it. Yeah. Loved it. Loved it. Dad didn't like it when I coloured it in, though. Right. It just shows that. I'm, I'm going to drop a load of links of t shirts on you, Ollie. Be prepared. Oh. <laughs> and, and it, it I... just shows that we lived in a time at one point where people fix things. <laughs> yeah. People yeah. used to. I fix still do. Things. Yeah. Oh, by the way, things. <laughs> I've worked out. Uh, so b- before the show started, people, um, I did have some sort of red stuff right here on my red can. The like 
drying up ketchup. I think it was chili uh, sauce because I could I can taste it now. Well, I'm glad you said that you don't keep tomato ketchup in the fridge because uh, only psychopaths keep tomato ketchup in the fridge. It's weird. It is weird. You don't keep. I'm not. You... I'm no. I'm brown brown sauce. I don't do ketchup. Brown, brown sauce, sauce as well. Yeah. yeah. I, I like I like good a bit of brown sauce, especially on a on bacon. I'm... Egg, sam- egg butty man with brown sauce. Oh, wow. I don't know if they have brown sauce in the, uh, in the states. A one steak sauce probably the closest thing. Is it? I think so. Isn't that like a fruity sauce? Anyway, Lee, what are you talking about brown sauce for? We're we supposed oh. to be getting on with uh, what's the title of the show? Our mad world. <laughs> yeah, and mad people put fucking ketchup in the fridge. We're on topic. That is that is very true. That is very what. Can I just call you Ian? I'm going to struggle with Mr. Please Mr. do. Please Mr. do. Ian. Yeah, it's Mr. Ian. Yeah. What got you in, into this subject, Ian? How long have you been into the whole paranormal UFO thing? Um, I had a number of experiences as a child through to my late 20s um, with things. And I started looking on YouTube for various answers, went through a couple of... Um, um, people who were claiming to be experiencers and psychics and stuff, and the majority of them pushed me away and didn't want to know. And I ended up somehow ended up with Rich, Giord, Rich Giordano. Oh, goof on yeah. Um, and um, I'd I'd looked at the, the the field and from having experiences myself and then seeing the videos that other people were making, it was quite clear to me that they hadn't had those experiences because of the language that they were using it just wasn't it wasn't right so so um i i as an attempt to kind of explain the things that i'd seen as a child it, it very much led my career and i ended up doing props and were trying to work with media and trying to work with cameras and trying to essentially for myself personally recreate what I'd seen, which I couldn't. So, which you desperately try and ratify in your mind. <laughs> Things can't just appear out of thin air and fuck about with you and then <laughs> disappear again. I mean, how does that, how do you explain that? So, I mean, yeah, because you message, it was Lee, you, you, Lee put a, a message out on Alien uh, on, on the channel um, yeah. before he did his show on Shadow uh, People. Yeah, and and it was it was just going to be a discussion with him and Dave, and and it was I I've I know I'm well aware who you are, Ian. I've seen I've seen you about. I think I've been yeah. on a show with you a couple of times. Yes, yeah. Last time I was on, I think I might have been shouting at uh, area. Oh, just horrible debacle that Thomas Fessler started a massive argument with his crowd. I was on his team at the time. I'd been cast over there because of. We'd put up a video for Rich to put up, and Rich ended up. It was a fake video, and it was to educate people, so people knew when other people were trying to put up fake videos. That was the idea. Let's teach mm-hmm. people what they are. And he took the whole thing and twisted it around, and ended up giving that video to Third Phase of the Moon. Third Phase of the Moon played it. They stripped my audio out of it and put this. Um, uh, wow, look at the engine wash, and you can see the structure under it, and look at the wings and all this. And it was a bicycle brake light that was sellotaped to my ceiling pendant, Um, And um, 
and he so it was all a big lie and, and something that I'd made ended up being twisted and presented on Truth Seekers. I just watched it open mouthed, like, how have you managed to do this? I had a go at Rich. Rich, I ended up then firmly Team Fessler from that point. Team Fessler, bless him, Thomas is a lovely bloke, but he thinks he's the Messiah and has superpowers given to him by angels, and he only ever uses them to contact his dead mum, which is kind of a bit weird. So that was this fight going on between him and Rich, yeah, and it seeped over. I know, oh, so much drama. So I ended up with Steve, and Steve's a family man. He's a programmer. Um, and he's an honest, generous, lovely bloke. He's offered me money for the work I've done for him, and I've said, spend I it paid on him to say spend it on your nice kids, things mate. about me too. Yeah, spend it on your kids, mate. Spend it on your kids. Spent. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy to to forge forward with truth seeking with Steve for the. Oh, purpose thank you. Of I truth. appreciate that. We're glad to have you and, alone. and Spooky too, especially. Hey, Carrie, yeah. how are you doing? How's it going? I'm, I'm so rocking got, the super white the today. There we go. The whole can you, can you hear me okay? I'm not, this is the first time I'm using my iPad as a Yeah, you're fine. Sounds okay. great. Cool. Cool. Is, it, cool. is it Spook or is it Carrie? Both. Take your pick. Which do you prefer? I'm late for dinner. I see. I, I really like Spooky because I like spooky things. Yeah. Uh, but well, welcome, mate. Is, I, guess, I guess Spooky's like my, my artist name, I guess. But Carrie is cool. Whatever. It's great to have you on board. Um, Lee, my partner in crime, basically my boss and my lover. Uh, cool. Stephen, it's a pleasure having yeah. you again. Yeah, well, I, I can only pop in for a little bit because your shows I know. are always on when I'm getting packed for the cabin or driving. I know. And, and but you I know listen what? Listen, when I, when I uh, drive, that's what I do when I drive to the cabin. I listen to you or. Or a better show, usually, but sometimes <laughs> always a better show. <laughs> <laughs> it's great having you. Camera looks great tonight, Steve. And have you done something different? Have you updated it? No, I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe it's just darker in here than it usually is. I'm more Maybe. handsome. The darker it gets, the more handsome I get. So, yeah, yeah. Well, it looks it looks fantastic, mate. Um, I um I wanted to do this show. I did, I had no idea that that you boys would be would be coming on. Um, but I think over over my journey with looking into this whole subject, I've kind of I've realised that it's whatever this thing is that we all seem to debate and have drama over. It is very much kind of nailed down to let's just say where we actually live I, I feel like we need to look here more than out there to get the answers that we are trying to seek when it comes to this subject because I think I feel that so many people just seem to make things up when it comes to the lights in the sky I've seen the lights in the sky I'm pretty sure all everybody here has seen lights in the sky but we have no idea what they are but we've all had i don't know I, I i'm not speaking for you for, for yourself spooky and steve oh, i think i think you what paranormal stuff yeah uh, i've had a lifelong interest in in all of it but you know uh investigating it from a skeptical angle and uh 
you know, I, I don't know. I, what I really started investigating wasn't UFOs at first, but I had a personal experience and an interest. So I was always reading books and things like that. I, I really started doing investigatory work into psychics and it started with psychics in my local area and mediums. And I did sort of like undercover, like I would just go there like a client and waste a lot of money. And, and I was kind of shocked that they all you know, use the same cold reading tricks that I used as a magician and, and a mentalist. Um, but when you get into the UFO stuff, I've always said this. I think that there is the reason there's so much fraud, fakery and, and bull is because there's such a hunger for this information and there's such a hunger for it to be true that. But the, the real and verifiable, really good evidence is so tiny minuscule amount of real or verifiable evidence that the the fraudsters rush in to to fill that need because there's this huge hunger out there and we've seen how incredibly profitable it has been people are making millions of dollars i commented on my show last night on stephen greer he has made literally millions and millions of dollars and has yet to provide any verifiable real proof or evidence of his many ridiculous claims and every time he does offer up evidence, it's it's suspect at best or fake documents. He's telling people cactuses or extraterrestrial aliens or moths. You know, it's kind of laughable, especially when you consider by he's, the four guys. he's made millions of dollars. Guys. You know, he's made millions of dollars with that level of garbage, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, it makes me sad sometimes because I know that if we're going to do this the right way, the morally and the ethically correct way, you can't give all these people a pass and, and you can see it from the content creator side. It's very profitable to just go with the bull. Look, mm -hmm. we can, Ollie, you, me, or whatever, look at our numbers and then look at somebody who's all, all chips in on the woo and all the fakers, fraudsters, gives them all a pass. They mm -hmm. do 10 times what we do or a hundred times or a thousand times what we do. It's, it's unfortunate, but People want that delusional fairy tale. The truth, the, the real truth, when you show it to them, it's somewhat entertaining, right? We've had some great gotcha moments. And those gotcha moments are entertaining. Like when you can peel back the layers of deception and see how these people are faking things and making all this money, it's a great gotcha moment. But people prefer the fairy tale, the delusion, you know, and it is, it's, it's, it's enticing, right? Oh, there's aliens and flying saucers somewhere and there's bodies. Like, I want to see all of that. I wish all of that was true, but I just don't have real or verifiable evidence. I've got a lot of verifiable evidence that a lot of the stories are fake, you know, surrounding. And you also have to view ufology or UFOs and aliens from the realm of, of uh, mythology right? It's just the new mythology of the day. Back in the day, in the 1700s, especially you English guys, you guys had pixies and gnomes and leprechauns. You still do. Mm -hmm. You still do. But now it's life. viewed through a more tech... Now, it's, now the mythology that is created and the stories that people tell are viewed from a more technological angle. So instead of hearing about fairies and pixies and gnomes and leprechauns and elves, we're hearing about gray aliens and reptilians and you know, um, Octorians or, or whatever the case may be. It's we become an interactive metadrama for mm -hmm. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. You can add on to the mythology yourself. You step forward with your incredible stories 
and and they get added on and, and we see you can if you study and i really have studied the history of a lot of this stuff you go from the 50s and the contact e movement and then it turned into a lot of stories of alien induction from the 50s to the 70s and then and then in the 80s we in late 80s we started getting stories of oh they have crash recoveries they have bodies and it becomes this mythology that Spooky's right. You two can add to it. You can, you know, what's going to be 10 years from now? What is everybody? Then it turned into the Tic Tac and all this stuff. It becomes one big, you know, uh, mythology. And even so, that is interesting to me. The mythology of it is all interesting to me. But do you We're think a there's good anything? Right now, uh, do, do you think there's any sort of foundation behind the mythology? Because well, that, that's always been I, yeah, my thought. I, mean, is... I, I always say that, that when there's mythology that's being created, there's some level of truth in it. Mm -hmm. We can look. I, I one of my favorite examples is is those giant chimpanzees that they just discovered a few years ago in Africa. For hundreds of years, the natives mm -hmm. were telling people there's these giant man apes. There's these giant apes out in out in the jungle, and and it was mythology. It was totally mythology. And then one one day, the right Western researchers stumbled upon them and got video and, and proof and evidence, and they even pulled some live specimens. So suddenly it's not mythology, but there is always some nugget of truth, right, in, in all mythology. There's, yeah, there's some underlying event or fact that, that created the mythology. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know about the, about the, uh, the fairies and pixies in the UK. I can remember seeing those um fake pictures um I can't, I can't remember the name of the the fairies the with the, the fairies yeah with the, the, the with the literally they were hand drawn really mm. well drawn two sisters it was two sisters that yeah i remember those i have some of those images somewhere on my computer um, i definitely do those are great images it was all hand drawn stuff but people thought they were real but we've been doing this for such a long time now and it Pottingly fairies. That's the one. But it's all stemmed from myths, legends, and um I mean I, I'm I'm a, and I know a few people don't like him. I really like uh, Graham Hancock and he Oh he's... no, I, I kinda I kinda I kind of like him. I, I, I'm a little suspicious of some of his claims, but then you have to realize that he's been right about a lot of stuff and like yeah. He got so vilified by a lot of people in academia, and then it turns out he's right. You know, like you got to give him that he's been right about uh, uh, some of his theories have been absolutely proven to be true, and that major science got it wrong. You know, and he states to look at the myths and the legends because there's so always some, well, not always, but you will always, f you might find a hidden truth by looking back at those myths. And well, you know, one of the other things, Ali, that I love as far as myths go is, you know, for a very long time, there's been myths and legends that the Ark of the Covenant moved to Ethiopia, right? And and I don't know if you know this, but there is a, the Ark of the Covenant is supposed to be kept in a sanctuary in Ethiopia. The, the thing of fire. The thing of fire. And it has been for hundreds and hundreds of years. And here's something crazy. It is verifiably true that every guardian of there's only one priest in that sanctuary yep. that's allowed to view the ark of the covenant every single one of them goes blind and suffers from what what most people would say is something like radiation sickness 
and they died. The thing is, yeah, whoa, he's been back so, there three times. You think he's yeah. at least taken a hazmat suit with him? Something, third, yeah, second help or those guys time. out. Yeah, but see, that's the weird thing when you get into some of these legends, and then you go, "What if it's really true? Like, why are all these people going blind and dying that are close to this thing that they're claiming is the Ark of the Covenant?" That's in, is it insane. just a big chunk and, uh, of uranium? Hancock went back there multiple times. Yeah, yeah. It could just be a massive be radioactive, radioactive uh, meteor. It begs the question: like, why why do they regard it as being holy? Yeah, because like, it glows why? and it kills people. No, but even then, even if he thought, be, even if it glowed and it killed people, there would be a point where it's at some point in history, someone would have gone. We sh we need to stop carting this around now. You know, it's killed thousands yeah. of us. Let's just bury it. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I, I, I don't know. You know, I, I think that there's the best evidence of where that thing ended up is, is Ethiopia and Hancock and others have really tried to study that. Of course they won't show it to anybody that, so, you know, but there's whole, it could be a ship reactor. It could that's be That's what a lot of people have said. It could, have been a, it could have been a power source from an alien yeah. civilization. It could have yep. been, it could have been many different things, you know, have you? It's pretty wild. How long have you been doing this for now, Stephen? In terms of like doing shows? Oh, oh like uh, I don't know, maybe eight years. But I, I did this. I see. I did this real slow uh, show, the Midnight Hour, for a long time, and that was like whenever I could finally get a guest and do an episode. Maybe if it was once every couple of months or whatever, and I would put them out. Um, and that was a few years of that, but Truth Seekers like what two and a half, two years, two and a half years now. It's coming up on three and like. Oh, there month. you go. See, yeah, time flies when you're having so much. Although fun. I get, I had that conversation <laughs> with you like two months before that, so the idea of Truth Seekers was already three years old. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Would yeah. you, would you say as a host? And I know I, I, I know my answer to this, but do you feel that? your how can i how can i word this right when you get guests on and i i I've, you've had sometimes some very controversial guests on on your show more than i've had on my show i would say he's a very yeah. interesting guest would you you owe it to your audience to to ask the right questions sure but the, but it's but a balancing same, act to be yeah, respectful you, you, too you have a yeah. guest and you've got to keep getting guests on the show. But the problem I see in this field over and over again is that somebody will get a little bit of limelight and then they will start to change. They will go on other shows, other shows, other shows. And before you know it, boom, you've got a superstar. Yeah, you're right. The people right. Will, will just work. So do we create these monsters? Yeah, I think I think I think we definitely do sometimes. And the guests, see, I've always said like I cannot shy away from controversial figures because this whole thing is filled with controversial figures. And uh, you know, I know a certain somebody took a shot at me for interviewing Dodie, uh, but at the time, people don't know this, but like you know, I'm always working on all these things, and a lot of projects that I do never finish. I was working on a book about the UFO file and the U.S. government, and 
What a lot of people don't know is that Richard Doty's family, and, and still to this day, people don't know this. If they saw that interview, they knew it because I asked them a lot of questions about it. Richard Doty's family has been involved in the UFO file for the U.S. government. His uncle and his father both verifiably have been involved in the U.S. government and the UFO file, and then Doty. So the two reasons I wanted to interview him is I'd never heard him anybody ask him about the Benowitz case. Like, do you regret that? Why did you do that to that man? Nobody mm -hmm. asked him and pushed him. And I did. And to this day, there's still blog posts all over that that cite that interview that I did with him. I think it was good work. I stand behind it. And nobody knew about his family's connection. Why is he multi-generationally? And it's not just Doty. I have found multiple examples of people's family being involved in the U.S. government and the UFO file on just, secret Just for the, for the audience, the, the, the Benedict's, uh, that was the Benowitz case, name, yeah. is the guy who he, he sent crazy. That yeah, believed. he literally drove a man crazy yeah. because he was feeding yeah. him with UFO and alien disinformation. It's not been verified, but Doty, and I do have another source who claims Doty is being accurate, but I'm always suspect of Doty because he was a paid disinformation agent. Is mm -hmm. he giving me disinformation or is he giving me the truth now? Now he's got this redemption arc, like now he's telling us the truth, but he's on Gaia TV, so I don't trust him. But <laughs> yes. he, he's he's got to go woo-woo to pick his checks up. Yeah, but like I, I stand by hosting controversial figures. I also got a lot of flack. Somebody said, oh, you hosted a hoaxer when I hosted Anjali. But the, the truth is, the reason we know she faked her entire story is because of the whole investigation that we did. We found her witnesses, and then we interviewed the witnesses. We did That's the Wayne. We did full <laughs> spectrum on that story from beginning to the end of it. And unfortunately, it's not the end of her story because now she's on Gaia TV. And right, got I was about to say. She got... Oh, is she money. on Gaia TV now? She got with, a big with money Doty. contract with Doty. Doty. And the funniest thing is we busted her entire original story as completely fake, completely fake, made up nonsense. All of the other, the two other witnesses, I talked to both of them, one off camera, by the way, the wife didn't want to be on camera, but the, with the Wayne he did, busted her whole original story. Six months later, she's on Gaia TV. She's getting paid lots and lots of money. And she retold her entire original story that we busted as completely fake as if we didn't bust it. You know, sometimes the yeah. bigger bullhorn just wins. So she just, and, gets and no publicity is bad publicity. It no, makes sense though, but my point is that I stand by hosting controversial figures and you can't attack me for hosting a hoaxer when I'm the one that exposed that she faked her story. If not for what we did, we, nobody would know that, you know, I don't, yeah. I mean, maybe it would have eventually come out. And Charlie Weiser did a lot of good work. Charlie Weiser mm -hmm. and James A. Conrad, all right. we all worked together to dig, really dig into her story. I did her background investigation and found out that at least she was telling the truth about her education and working for the DIA twice, once as a, a direct employee, once as a contractor. But the point is, people can attack me for going after or uh, hosting controversial figures. I have a reason I'm doing it. I'm not just going, let me let this person come on and tell a fake story so I can make money. You know, to be honest, the whole Anjali thing was a setup. I never thought that we would get to her witnesses, but I was hopeful that we would. And we did. And again, I stand by that work. That was good work. And to this day, 
That's one of the biggest stories that we ever did because we full court pressed, investigated her, her claims, everything, the whole minutia of everything, the coffee shop. I talked to people at the coffee shop that she met th those people in, you know, like, so you have to host controversial figures because everybody's controversial, you know, it's just a part of the game, you know, but I think you could do it ethically and, and, as long as you ask the right questions and you bring new information about their story. And when it comes to Dodie, we did. When it comes to Anjali, we did. And by the way, I'll probably, I don't, I don't ever say never, but I probably won't interview Dodie again. I got from him what I wanted to, to. I wanted him to confirm for me that his family, I already had sources. I had paperwork that proved his family was involved in Blue Book and the UFO file. I wanted him to confirm that for me on the record. And he did. And I was going to put it in a book and I never finished the book. Maybe someday I will. But I have this whole outline of the UFO file, who investigated it, who was deeply involved in the U.S. government and had access to all the secret files. Dodie's family was deep in this. And so was Dodie. And I think that's interesting and worthy information to share with people. I think the Dodie thing might be even more important now. Um because there's, there's, I think there's a, there's a reasonable assumption you can make that 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 scenario might be going on in the U.S. right now, absolutely on a national scale, absolutely. And they they have learned from their past infiltration of the UFO community, and you know they they infiltrated the UFO community with Bill Moore and with Richard Doty, mm -hmm. and they had people spying on UFO investigators. What do they know? report back to us and then the the deal is we'll share the secret sauce with you if you tell us what they have but they they share disinformation misinformation and then we have the whole ttsa psyop 150 years of combined cia experience on the ttsa board a bunch of people that were literally cia agents on the ttsa board we've got john ramirez as a cia agent now we've got sean ryan who was a cia contractor interviewing Stephen Greer and just letting him lie for two hours straight, doing zero fact-checking, zero mm -hmm. research on him. The CIA is deeply involved in the UFO file, and they are somehow, I, I, you know, I, I, all I can do is look at the available evidence and data and try to draw conclusions. They are somehow trying to manipulate the whole situation. They, they want to put out, they want people's perceptions. It's like perception management. We, we want you to think there's a UFO threat. For what purpose? To get funding? Maybe. Who knows? But they are there's literally CIA agents all over the UFO community right mm -hmm. now. And you've got Sarfati and you've got Pandolfi and Hal Putoff. All worked for the CIA. And they're deeply, deeply embedded in the UFO community. And somehow they all get a pass. Like, oh, the, you know those same guys who lied to us for 75 years about the UFOs and the aliens? Now they're going to tell us the truth. Yeah. Somehow, I, I don't understand the narrative. You know, it's I don't weird. get it. Even the um, like the, the the press conference after the shootdowns, um, I, I I can't remember the guy's name that that was that was holding the press conferences. Um, but the language he was using, you know, is like how they like not being able to rule out extraterrestrials, and then there was a uh, it was it the same one or another one where he suggested that people make sure they lock their doors before they go to bed. Yeah, I <laughs> think that was Tim Prochet. Yeah, yeah. this isn't normal things. Like the normal thing for some for like government addresses is to make is to like spread calm, not 
craziness. Yeah, and the other thing that was interesting about that whole event is that you had one side of the government, including the COG commander. A lot of people don't know this, but there's something called continuity of government in the United States. Mm -hmm. And and that person came out and said, we can't rule out extraterrestrials, the NORAD commander. And meanwhile, Chuck Schumer, a high-ranking Senate Intelligence Senate member and other people said, it's just balloons. We've ruled it out. So we got two separate messages. And then what happened is all the UFO believers ran with the side that was saying it might be aliens. And the skeptical side, like me and others, said they've confirmed it's balloons. You know, this this is a nothing burger. Right. And then and then, oh, by the way, speaking of the CIA narrative, I know I'm getting a little conspiratorial, but people like this and I I'm going to prove it. The the. YouTube channels and the media outlets that pushed that those balloons may be aliens got huge numbers. Yes, and I, I always think there may be, even with small, one small YouTube, there's a, I'm not going to name names, but there's a YouTube channel that was getting like a hundred live viewers. Suddenly they're getting a thousand live viewers because they're telling people that those balloons are aliens or might be aliens. Suddenly they're getting I think they're definitely five aliens. times the views that they used to get. It's it's almost as if there's a thumb on the scale. It's almost as if there's a thumb on the scale, and yeah. the people that are helping push push the the narrative and the op that they want people to believe, mm-hmm. they they put their thumb on the scale. They help those people amplify that message that they want out there. And uh, I don't know what's going on with it, but I've seen too many wacky things. Like you don't go from a hundred live viewers to suddenly a thousand or five hundred overnight. You're talking about, you're talking about Fesla. Uh, not not specifically him. I've no. I've got I've got a spreadsheet of of like ten shows, and I can and 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 maybe I'm going to release it because it's weird what happened with it. That. Is, it but, is. I I sent some information to Lee the other day, which the people I, that pushed I, that they're aliens got big bumps. I, they all I, got big bumps. I didn't mention it on here in case the show gets kind of blacklisted, but I I showed some views of. The the UFOs, the balloons being shot down from certain channels. And then I also showed some views of a certain derailing in the state. Which is wild, because that, that that shouldn't be something that's deep that's deboosted. The same channel. Same channel. Okay. I'm I'm aware that there is something called Twitter Pro for business, yeah, that you can pay for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I get it free. I AI generated some images of UFOs over the Arctic. <laughs> See, there's and the double my scale. Push, push those <laughs> aliens. Yeah, I believe that they and, I, and they gave they it write. to me free. The same thing goes when when people are pushing the narrative that they want, they get the boost. And when people are talking about things they'd rather not, the the scales get you know the knobs mm. get turned back on their channels. Call it's it shadow censorship. banning, whatever you want. Isn't it? it it's it's mm. it's a it's Isn't a strange it? thing to see, and and I don't understand it from a computer science perspective. It doesn't make sense to me that somebody goes that there's such a jump in numbers, unless mm. it's just human interest. Like, oh, people I feel so it used to be aliens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes it. It might not be something as. Um, shadowy as like a hidden hand that boosts and de-boosts people because it could literally just be the fact that um if you say it's aliens it gains more attention so it shoots up the rankings because essentially 
the YouTube and Twitter want to make more ad revenue back. It could be as, as simple it as could be as simple as that. attention. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, but I've do, seen other examples that yeah. make me think that there is a hidden hand somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, you know who knows. But this, some of this stuff is crazy. You know, another example is why is uh, like Jeremy Corbell? Why does he get access to so-called classified information? And he's saying these Navy people are all risking their career, giving them videos from the ship right in the cockpit of the ship. You know the bridge of the ship. You can't just film radar screens on a Navy ship and give it to a journalist. No, You'll get fired, court-martialed, and, and arrested. Yeah. Yeah. But somehow he's getting this stuff. You know, I got a question. It's bizarre. What's the difference between Jeremy Corbell's intelligence community insiders and David Wilcox insiders? Because uh, I see no discernible difference. David Wilcox no. isn't involved. There's no difference, but Corbell <laughs> is better. They Corbell is way. better. At pretending that he has better, credible, real insiders. Hmm. Wilcock just pushes anybody that says stuff like Pete Peterson. Oh, I worked for Ronald Reagan as a science and technology advisor. No, you didn't. Hmm. We can check that. You didn't. And But, you know, somehow Corbell does have access to some military people. So I guess it's a it's, per, it's, well, it's, it's that management. aerospace network around like NAP and Bigelow and mm-hmm. yeah, that whole, that whole area is just. Right, it is bizarre. It. Yeah. Well, he just said all that he that, 100%. UFO instances, all of the UFO sightings at one point were solely reported to Bigelow. That was the, uh, the yeah, line he was getting call them if yeah. you saw yeah. anything. But the, yeah. I thought the weird thing about Bigelow was, does any, do you guys remember when he did Rogan? Was it was it last year sometime? Yeah, maybe it was, it was terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. awful. He, he seemed to know absolutely nothing about anything. I, I don't claim to know anything either, but you think Robert Bigelow, who poured millions into research research in the paranormal get stuck on like the biggest platform in the world with a guy that's really interested in it that wants to ask questions and he has no answers so is he just a i think he's just a financier because you could ask inflatable space hotels and i don't think he'd know either or he poured millions into into nothing It's a nonsense. Yeah. And the other thing is, is like, I don't know how it works in England, but it sounds a little corrupt to me that the government would give him $21 million to investigate a ranch that he owned. Like, mm. that doesn't make sense. Like, you own the ranch, you pay to investigate it. We gave <laughs> $22 million in taxpayer funded. And then people were like faxing him fake stories and getting drunk, like telling him about mm. werewolves and shit. And he was eating it all up. Like, it's so stupid. It's so stupid. I think he could be um, like a victim of a man that's incredibly wealthy and has been incredibly successful and is also incredibly bored. Well, I happen I happen to know somebody that has more money than God, and uh, he uh, because of his because of a uh, situation with with his father dying, he spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on mediums. He mm. traveled all over the country. And and went to all every medium that he could find in every city he could find, trying to communicate or settle things with his father. So you know, it's like anything. Like all of us here on this panel are interested in stuff, right? And maybe we've got a little bit of money. We'll buy some books. Nothing we'll buy, interests me. Nothing. Um, but you know what I mean. Like we've all got interests. So if we've got a little bit of extra money, we'll buy a book, a documentary, w- whatever. Uh, you know, maybe some techno toys or ghost hunting stuff or what, whatever. But these guys that have millions, they buy paranormal ranches like Bigelow and Fugle. I'd do it. 
And then they spend all kinds of money paying wackadoo scientists to reinforce what they already believe, that there's something paranormal there. I thought it was interesting that Skinwalker Ranch, like Green Street goes and he goes, show me your best evidence. And they essentially show him like what basically could be a silkworm and a moth. That's their best evidence after five years and dumping millions of dollars in. I don't think there's anything to Skinwalker. I think it's a lot of myths and legends and anecdotes and stories, you know. And it's a horrible thing to admit, isn't it? Because, yeah, like yeah. you said about like the crash sources and the alien bodies, I want all of the Skinwalker stories to be real. Yeah, man. Werewolves. Okay, you know, dog we've all been kids. We've all been kids. We all camped in. We all camped in the yard as kids. And when that tent, when you you're in the tent and there's the thing zip down, spooky it's so stuff. spooky. Yeah. And if you're scaring each other, there can be monsters. You can convince each other there are monsters outside the tent. Beyond so you're that, saying we just do, we're just doing that as adults. That's all it is. Yeah, complete. Well, yeah. adults are big kids, just unbridled, <laughs> and more resources. So instead of playing yeah, with sticks exactly. in the woods, we could buy you know yeah. whatever we want. You know. It's the one rule they say the men never grow up, their toys just become more expensive. So, so Stephen, because we're all from the UK, apart from Lee, who, who's who's just got his own island, kind yeah. of the UK. Uh, you, you, I'll allow it. See, it's like a mole on the UK. Yeah. Um, Don't be coming over here with your tax. That's like <laughs> <laughs> the Unitar Baser. Do you think that there's anything to that place other than? It's just a place. There's anything special to that place? No, I, you know, I actually think that there are paranormal hotspots or places where strange things happen. You know, you've got that suicide forest in Japan, Mount Shasta, Mount Adams, the basin you're talking about. There's just places where there seems to be a high, a higher level of strange things. And Machu uh, you know, Picchu. people talk Machu about Picchu. Picchu. People talk about the lines, ley lines the NASCAR, and, like, yeah, all of that. People, but people talk about ley lines and and you know maybe magnetic weird hot spots can explain some of that stuff. Weird stuff in the in the soil. Who knows? I definitely think that there's places like or Bermuda Triangle. There's definitely places where there's weird anomalies. Mm -hmm. How do how do you explain how do you explain cutting the top of a mountain off and then turning it into an airstrip? with markings in <laughs> well we don't know if it was an airstrip but it was something yeah yeah, yeah but they've and cut the top of the mountain off why why yeah. build your city there that's like the least convenient place to build your city but they did you know yeah the, Na yeah. the nazca lines are fascinating i mean mm. they're really shit drawings but they <laughs> but but they're pointless unless you're really high up even well, a shit back in drawing the day, difficult you know, to scale they, they didn't have the internet they had to do something like like yeah. let's make Let's make an 8,000 foot square foot tarantula that you can only see from the sky. That's another thing that doesn't make sense. Like, why build stuff you can only see from the sky they, unless they could fly, right? I, they know it is, that, right? is that a cargo cult? Is that yeah, a cargo cult? Maybe, yeah. yeah. What are you going to say, Spooky? I was, how do they know it looks right? Mm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Great calculation, probably, that, yeah. you know. Or balloons. Back, I mean, what, what are they using like cubits? Like, how are they measuring a, a unit? And what is I that? mean, we know that the Golfier brothers and their balloon they they were sort of one of the first recorded balloons, but throughout history, we have stories from across Europe of um strange visitors apply, a, appearing in mm. 
flying vehicles like hot air balloons before we have a history of them being around so maybe i'd like like to stay for another i'd like to stay for another couple of hours but i have to feed my children and throw my crap in my car and uh get out of here but i'm glad that uh someday i'm gonna occasionally i stay home from the cabin and when i do i'll let you know because then i don't have to worry about all of the stuff and i'll be able to come here and you guys uh the the two of you are welcome to come on our show but we have to figure out the timing because of the time difference and the schedule and all these what we'll probably have to do is that you know me and lee are going to meet up soon and we'll probably just have like a an all-nighter oh don't worry we won't be drunk <laughs> an all-nighter of coffee and, well, and I, listen i kind of encourage drinking on the show because one time somebody fell over drunk and it was, was got funny. a lot of views so <laughs> if you can help me get views by falling over drunk i'm all for it right just yeah, say it's definitely aliens just say it's definitely aliens and i'll get the views That's yeah true. well i, mean, I, I did a whole show with a tinfoil face on once I'm going to. I think Lee, Lee is actually closer to me, so if Ollie's coming across from Leeds, get the train over to here. I'll pick you up in the car, and we can go use my car to go and see Lee. That'd be even better. He's on the way with that, with that coffee Guinness that you're drinking. Oh yeah, <laughs> coffee Guinness. I'm going to bounce out of here. You guys have a good right, time. Thank I'm, you. I'm Stephen. leaving in 14 minutes, so I will drive uh, safe. I will be listening safe, to mate. the show. Thanks. Thank you, guys. See you later, mate. Why is it? It's an English, apart from Lee. Spooky, you're you're from the UK, aren't you? Allegedly, allegedly, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yes. Yeah, so we, Ian, we we before Stephen came in, you were telling us um, that you've had exp- experiences, and this is why you're into this subject. But you didn't elaborate on what that was and when that happened, and what it what what was it. Okay, I'm really interested to find that okay, out. Okay, right. So, so as a child, I used to terrify the life out of my parents by um, not sleeping at night and claiming to see monsters in the room and pointing to where the monsters were. And my mum could obviously see what I was seeing. Um, they were more sort of like faces at the time. It wasn't so much... I think that's more of a pareidolia thing as a child from what I remember. But when I was eight, I had a very strange experience and woke up pinned to the bed by something. And as I struggled, it lifted off me and I sat up and opened my eyes and saw two things dissipating into the air like shadows. Um, It left an awful smell in the air. It was like electric manure, sort of horrible. Like sulfur? Like sulfur, but more like burnt electricity. That sort of smell. Quite stands out. Burnt electricity. Like electricity, but manure Like sulfurous electricity, yes. Plasma would probably be the smell. Ionized air from an, you know, right. one of those little plug in air ionizers, they make a right. similar kind of smell. Mm. So, anyway, didn't think much. What I say kind of questioned what it was that I'd seen and and, and didn't really put it to the back of my mind and didn't really think about it. And then uh, a girlfriend's when I was 15, um, 
walking from her front room to her back room and something caught my eye uh, at the top of the stairs in her hallway and i looked and this thing was stood at the top of the the, the stairs about three foot tall um quite slender more like an artist's mannequin those wooden mannequins quite featureless more like a um a negative of something almost more there because it wasn't there so much about three foot tall slender little figure what people would class as a an imp or something like that uh, and i looked away to call my missus in and then looked back and it had gone um clarifying no mushrooms no mushrooms no drugs no, no. nothing no nothing at all S smoked cigarettes at the time but nothing more you know don't even drink so I get a bottle of Jack Daniels at Christmas and it lasts me all year. This coffee Guinness has lasted me since Christmas. This is the overhaul from that. So, but, so, um, so that was like, how, how quick that was, was that? That was teens. And then, at, and then looking at it and, and going to eat, just, just and then I, on, that, on that one, one. <laughs> that you saw at the top of the stairs, how, how, how long did you see that for before you looked, turned around to get your girlfriend? Half a second or so, half a second or so, like, uh, and then called her in and then looked back and it's gone. But at the time, I got the impression that it stopped because, you know, like if you were to see a Tyrannosaurus Rex, you'd initially freeze. You'd think its vision is based on motion in some way. If I freeze, it won't be able to see me. It, I, I got the impression that it was doing that because it was moving quite quickly. And I mean, I have... This is the thing. I've seen other things since that that stop and freeze as if they think that freezing is a, the best plan because you've obviously seen them moving. So stop. Yeah. Um, but they were more recently as well and more in line with the UFO topic as well. More, you... more the probe rather than actual creature. The creature's side of things, what you're defining as being shadow people. Um, they seem to be able to semi. They seem to be able to manifest in various forms. It's like um, you imagine, like fish tank in a fish in an aquarium in a fish in a, in, a, in a pet shop. Say you've got all these fish in the aquarium. Every so often, someone's coming up to the tank and they put their finger on the tank, and you can see that it makes this kind of orange round thing on the inside. When you do, you know what I mean? Where your if finger you, is yeah, making if, contact if you were, with it. If you were the, if fish. You were the fish, it's like it's like. This fish is fuck, George. This big orange thing just there it is again. Like, <laughs> I like you know that. I mean? And it's kids outside the glass going like this, going do do do, and all they can see is these whoop, whoop, <laughs> these big orange circles appearing on the glass. Fuck me, George. There's another one. What do you think they are? <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> yeah, I've never thought of it that way. That's interesting. So, um. These these things obviously have the ability to interject on our four dimensions, and it's whether they're a five dimensional creature or, or just a higher dimensional order. And I mean, according to maths, five dimensional orders are actually more prevalent in our universe than four dimensional orders. So we might actually be at a huge disadvantage. Mm. <laughs> well, it would seem so because from the th so so. These were things I saw during my teenage years, and then I got attacked by something in my early 20s. Um, 
um, I, I was um, I was quite in, interested in magic and had read into magic and stuff. And I started seeing a lass. Uh, she was introduced to me in the pub by a mate, and and we hit it off instantly. And she was really kind of a witchy kind of woman, um, burning black candles all the time and um, symbols on her windows and things. And um, she was older than me, seven, eight years older than me. And she was a psychiatric nurse at St. James's, Jimmy's in Leeds. Um, and I, and we, we had a little house in Meanwood and four cats. And we were together for a few years. And I used to have to counsel her when she'd come in from work. She'd tell me the most horrible story. She worked in um, on the acute admissions ward. So she had some horrific stories to tell. Um, and... We had weirdness happening around the house. Like the only time I've ever had what you would call sleep paralysis, where you wake up and you can't move, but you're aware that there's something in the room with you. And this thing was a two-dimensional black square, much like the prison that Zod is trapped in in um, in the Superman films. You know, the flat thing that just tumbles. It was a flat, two-dimensional, very, very dark hole that was mobile around our room. Um, and then following that, we'd gone out she for the evening. Well. She saw it as well. Um, so then, okay, so the pattern from there. So we went out for the evening on the way home. From the, we, we had to cut across Leeds from um, Headingley at the top of Headingley Hill down through... Um, Meanwood Ridge down into Meanwood, if you know Leeds at all, Ollie. So, um, a little from I've been out, from I've been out on Leeds. Yes, yeah, so basically from the uni bit out to the more industrial edgy bit out there, where the the cottage, the, the miners' cottages were and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, and they're really old um, passageways and sto York stone ginnels and stuff. They call them ginnels. You'll know the word ginnel. Mm -hmm. So, um, we've gone through. We've we. We've gone to go through this ginnel, which goes on for about maybe a kilometre or so, a couple of kilometres, this ginnel. Cuts through all of the backs of the houses and ends up onto Meanwood Ridge, where all the trees and foresty bit is. And um, it ends in an arch. Uh, um, we started walking down it, and we're arm she's got her arm linked into mine, and she looks up at me and goes, Ian, I don't like the, I don't like, and she looks behind her and goes, I don't like the feeling, don't, like, come on, pulls me and starts running down the passageway. And I got yanked out of my body. And I could see myself and her running down the passageway. And I was, but really soupy, like slow motion. It was like I was taking big seven light league strides sort of thing as she was pulling me. And I wasn't there. So I was like, how am, how am I doing that? Because I'm here. How am I? Who's controlling me? <laughs> Literally, she was just dragging me along like a dead weight almost. And and I was up here watching it all. And we went the length of the passageway until we got to the arch at the end. And when I went through the arch, I went <gasps> sucked into myself. And um, I couldn't bear my weight. She had to carry me back to ours. And I was lying on the on the rug in front of the fire in hers and I felt all that weight lift off me and I felt this and I started to see this ring of people stood around me all holding hands and I've spoken to Lee about this because he's had mm. the same experience as well.
It very, was like suddenly very similar to what I've said before, and this, that, and it was a spiritual experience as well. It's mm -hmm. weird; you could feel the concern and the protection of this mm -hmm. ring of people around me. Um, and and I'm seeing all of this, and not. It took my last two days to be able to get a head around what she'd seen enough to be able to tell me what she'd seen, and she said she saw. Um an eight to nine foot tall humanoid shadow with its arms outstretched going for the back of my head. And I remember when I came out of that arch at the other end of the passageway, my back of my head felt like it had frozen peas held on it or something. I'd been totally drained, whatever that was. But that was an attack. So we have an attack there, and it was semi-manifested. It wasn't corporeal. It was a shadow. So from then, mm, from then. So uh, on um, on holiday with my missus, another girlfriend now, um, in the Canary Islands, and we were in a five-star marble floored apartment, and it was tiled up to the dado rail. Um, gorgeous place we'd been out for the evening we got back early about 11 o'clock went back into our room we'd locked the bedroom door i'm gone to sleep and it was about one o'clock i i was woken up by the duvet being pulled and i thought yeah thinking it was my wife you know stealing the, the covers or something so i pulled back and it pulled and i went pull back and it pulled and i thought i'm gonna give it one big pull here pulled like that nothing and my hands fallen on my missus who's this side of me and i'm thinking hold on if she's there who's pulling the duvet from there so i i just i thought what's going on and i felt it pull a couple more times and i thought that's something climbing onto the bed that is so i pulled the duvet back and felt whatever it was that had just about climbed onto the edge of the bed flip over backwards and land on the tiled floor it screamed in spanish i turned around and turned on the bedside lamp next to us and saw the back half of it scrabbling across the floor and up behind the curtain in our room and it had goat's legs it couldn't make any purchase on the floor because it was a tiled floor so it was skating with its legs like this strange so it's a physical thing and then, this, when it screamed it woke up my wife she sat up next to me she's going what was that <laughs> like that she i've turned the light on and you can see the curtains swinging she's going hey, what is it what is it what is it we sat there for we sat there for an age daring each other to go and look up behind the curtains because i'd seen it and i'm thinking whatever that was that was demonic as fuck it wasn't built right and i think that was a full manifestation the thing is i was woken up with words in my head which were he wants to see you mm. um so Gia, what Gigi was that a messenger here. what was that uh Gigi said in the comments uh, uh the experience of being pulled from your body can you talk about that more um yes it, they, they to your they're like uh, uh, did i send the pictures of the corridor to you lee uh no i don't think so it's quite a deep corridor the, the passageway is quite the ginnel is mm. quite um if you look up headingly ginnel if you can google it headingly ginnel 
it comes up the top link and it's got loads of pictures all all, all about this very scene where this happened and um it the 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 ginnel is about as i say a, a kilometer maybe two kilometers long and it's split in the middle and the main section of it goes i think it drops to about 20 foot below ground level so you've got um old stone walls up either side of you it's a really spooky place but what i as soon as as soon as fiona had said to me ian come on i don't like this and grabbed me and run it's like she ran away like mm. i and her ran away from mm. me mm. somehow literally got pulled up i must have I, been about... i used to have a reoccurring dream like that when i was a child it was less that when i was when i was in my bed it would feel like the room was getting bigger around me I, so it wasn't necessarily it didn't necessarily feel like the room was getting bigger it felt more like i was shrinking into it from it was i'm trying to think what how i can liken it yeah. Just, just um, quickly here, it's just Jennifer's. Uh, it's not the, the colors yeah. aren't right when you're up out of it. The colors are, are not right. It's like it's lend. Mm. It's like yeah, it's lens yeah, yeah. somehow. Like a distortion. Yep. Yeah. Dolores uh, Cannon. Yeah. Uh, what are your views on? Uh, uh, is it or, or is it Durrell's? Durrell's Cannon. Durrell. I, I I don't know what that is. Spooky, mate. Spooky's where. Spooky's the man Dolores of knowledge. Mm -hmm. uh, she has some some uh helpful words i guess but it's very much in this kind of new age enlightenment zone which can be very dangerous so discern like don't don't fall in the rabbit hole but there are some some good things that she said who, who is dolores cannon just one of these like motivational new age speakers but she's like kind of of the old school she's really old i don't even know if she's still alive but while she was active she was kind of like a a new age tony robbins i guess uh, thanks jen I'll, I'll i will i'll go check dolores is it dolores dolores, dolores. Yeah. yeah i'm just dolores. on her website at the minute she's still alive uh, i think so yeah cool so another experience cheers gg <laughs> love you too another Thank experience you. sat watching tv had been having some grumbles with a bloke locally and he was a very strange bloke so i could feel that i had hands around my neck and just tried to shrug them off at which point my wife was sat behind me on the sofa and she said what the hell as basically like a sofa sized black shadow was disattached itself from me mm. so i seemed to have a problem with things, shadowy things attacking me. They might and be attacking my neck. You. Oh my god, look out behind you. Thanks. I saw a shadow. Spooky. Like, so, so I and I see these things around the edge of doors. I see things poking. I see things going like this around the edge of a door. And you go, what was that? That camera moving. I mean, we've got four cats, and if there's something weird going on, all of the, the cats will fuck around me. Yeah. No, but they don't. They they know if something's going on because they'll go. Oh, they'll cats always do. They, they, they see always it too. Know so there's something going down. So, right in 2018, before we moved to this place, when I was in my kitchen, I saw something out of the corner of my eye, and looked, and again it stopped. This time 
It was a silver ball about the size of a cantaloupe melon. Um, but the surface of it, it wasn't a smooth ball. It looked like it was made of um, tin foil that was continually crumpling, like planes moving through it continually, like it was made of more dimensions than we could see somehow or that it was doing something odd with dimensions in order to be there. And again, that was a half-second thing. It stopped, and then it shot off, and I saw it shot off. And I thought, well, I told Gillian about it. That's my wife now. And then when we'd moved here, um, early 2020, sat in this very position, something catches my eye, and I look up, and it's the same thing. Only this time, what caught my eye was the dark bit that appeared before it. And it kind of made a hole that expanded, and then it popped. And then it popped back out and left the same thing. And the smoke kind of sucks into itself. The way that maybe antimatter and matter cancel each other out, or they don't, they didn't. They don't do it like that. They annihilate energy. each other. Just, yeah, that would be disgusting, yes. But... But would it annihilate itself visually like smoke going backwards? You know, like the way right. playing someone exhaling smoke, but playing it backwards so it goes. Do, do you feel like yeah. this This has been something that's... is? I is mentioned that to is, my wife, and she's seen the same thing in the bedroom doorway upstairs. Just yeah, so the one she, seat, so, but, but do you feel like it's attached to you? Or do no. you feel like it's just something that you've just been lucky enough that you, your wife and your ex have witnessed together? I think we've just got the eyes to see them. I'm really good at Wes Wally pictures, you see. I'm very good at Yeah, but for, 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 because it was your ex-girlfriend that's seen it as well. And, and your wife has seen it. So yeah, that, those odds of you getting a part. So are they everywhere or you, am I the commonality? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe, yeah. Spooky. Have you, I, you could feed your ego all day long thinking that time travellers are spending money to come back and, and look at your life. So either I'm going to do something really important in the future. You know how like your been. life flashes before your eyes before you die? Maybe that's the recording device. Well, no, maybe yeah. that that's the time travellers. Maybe. Maybe. Ollie, you so, so if you see if you see a shadow person, it's you from the future dying, looking back at your past life. Yeah. Harry, would, what 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 made you want to um, want to what research UFOs? And oh, that, 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 you, um, you took the question right out yeah. of my my lips. Yeah. Um, you got six hours. <laughs> okay. right, short version. Okay. Um, had experiences as a kid then found the x-files and was like wait this is like what was happening and then just became more and more involved and more and more involved over the past like i guess coming up on two and a half decades of being interested in the subject intensely um yeah i lots of sightings lots of experiences um, I've just noticed the massive X behind you. <laughs> Do you know that that isn't just an X? So that is a light. That is the pilot script for the X Files in text form, and then oh, diff wow. different letters are made darker to make the X. It's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I found it on on the internet, like 
I don't think anybody knows about it. I also have the um, I'm using my iPad. I also have the upside down X Files poster because mm-hmm. ufology is in distress, people. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't <laughs> agree more. What is ufology? Um, it's a collective idea, um, split into multiple parts. One is a circus. One is rigorous scientific research that is far away from the media circus that you don't hear about. And the other part is the intelligence community. That's ufology. But for you, what oh, for it? me, um, the study of the anomalous. I mean, I mean, for you in general. I mean, what? Well, it's like the study of UFOs. Like, what, what do you mean? Like, what do I do? Like, what have no, you seen? I, 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 I mean, what yeah. have you seen, Carrie? What, What's what, been oh, the spark? Um, one of my earliest memories was when I was about three years old. I. F- woke up in the middle of the night and floated up through my skylight into a craft with a light and that was that was the event that was like huh the fuck was that and then after that it was like i gravitated towards weird things and in the like fortana and then when you say a craft I don't think like, it was an alien craft. It was a black triangular craft with a circular light in the middle, which to me sounds like some kind of T3RB, but whatever. Like I don't I don't put too much like thought about it because I mean I don't know how my three-year-old brain could have invented that, but I'll never get an explanation to it. But it was like it was the seed that led to my interest. We have black triangles around here in the northwest. Oh, I, I've I've seen one one sighting I saw, I saw like a V formation of black triangle craft like zip across the sky yep. on a moonlit night like and I was just like there they go cool like it's never really shocked me when I see stuff because it's just been a kind of intrinsic part of my awareness I guess since that first event that, like these things can happen so it never really shocked me when I see something which I guess has made me more open to seeing them so maybe that's why I do see them or is it because you're always looking at the sky I used to be I don't look out very much anymore. I, I work too much, but I used to spend a lot of time sky gazing. I, I, I work on way too many things, so, and I have pretty bad ADD. Ian probably knows what I'm talking about. So, like, I could go in a thousand different directions right now because I, I wear about a thousand different hats. So, be specific, and I'll be specific with my answers. <laughs> I, I, I'm just wondering, like, when it, when it comes, and I think. When it comes to this subject, I Lee, how long ago now have we? When did I? When did you first interview me? Then I had you on my show. Twenty nineteen, something like that, and then we became just ginger what warriors together. Yeah. Um, I've probably had nowhere near as many uh, experiences as you guys. I've seen things. I've seen shadow fingers. I've seen. I've seen UFOs. I, 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 those, those things, whatever they are, they, I, I'm convinced they exist. Lee shot, Lee, Lee seen shadow figures. However, he was extremely high, but he had. But interestingly enough, it's very similar to the circle Ian found himself in. Yeah, like they're very, very similar, similar situations. And I wasn't high at the time. I so was I think high as I, donkey balls. I think spooky for for yourself. I'm wondering because I have seen you 
on I've seen you on the uh that one time I was abducted by aliens. That's a great show. They're great. Thank you. They've been they've been they've been on the, the They've been, we'll have to get you on with them. Yeah, the that's, two, that's the, 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 that. a lot, a lot of fun. They've been on before. They have been on before. I did a, a, a ladies' night. Um, right, I think they they mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, and I've seen you on Stephen's show. Um, but I like the way that you kind of just sit back and chill with this subject. But it's like you you have an idea, not of what this subject is, but you. I, I feel like you personally have some sort of idea in your head to what all this that you you you're very mysterious and spooky. Best hypothesis, I think you're trying to say, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, I, and uh, isn't I think, that what we're all aiming for? Isn't that the purpose of ufology is to find? Do you the think? To I think the question I'm at, Do you think it's not some bolts in the sky, or do you think it's something from here? I, I think put all, all of your hands together. It's a big amalgamation of every facet of the subject that constantly goes to war with each other and doesn't have any common understanding or a common language. There's no standard for what phenomena is. So it's it's very difficult to get any meaningful progress, but I think it's a it's a mixture of most of it. Mm. It could even and be it's, a mixture it's not of just, different things. I mean, what was nuts and bolts 300 years ago? It was folklore. Mm. A lot I mean, that these stories now you get like, oh, it's expert evidence in front of Congress, but three centuries ago that was just a folklore tale. Yeah. So it's. it's... I've I've often wondered whether like, the, the the lights in the sky that we're now sort of thinking of as uh, it's kind of kind of like what uh, Cambian was saying before, as far as the folklore thing. You know what was fairies is now metal crafts and reptilians. Yeah. Um. Or, is that I, I, their technology advancing though? Well, no, no. What I wondered was whether it's something that's uh, like completely non-physical, that's separate to how we deem reality, and it's just portrayed itself to us in different ways over, like over the centuries, millennia, even back for like look at the Hancock thing. If if there's been past civilizations which have rose and fell, which we've no idea about. Um, maybe this has presented itself to all of these things in slightly different ways because that's just the way that they'll accept it. Um, I I can't remember the story now, but what was the story of when, when the um, uh, when America was discovered, the natives didn't see the boats until the the landing parties pointed them out because they couldn't conceive vessels that big. They didn't see the boats because they were so alien and so out of the realm of norm. They just weren't there. They couldn't right. deal with it, and it makes you makes you wonder if that if that can happen on that scale. Then it can happen on our scale. You know, there can be there could be something that that's out there that is so out of our realm of understanding that our brain just goes, nope, not dealing with this. Are you suggesting our brains have the equivalent of peril sensitive sunglasses? That yes. if an alien mothership appears <laughs> in the sky, it will literally. Bloop, Yep, absolutely. Chroma key it out. Yeah, just no, not having this, not dealing with this today. Kind of like how I deal with just general work on a Monday. I think there's a. Doesn't Ollie look dapper with his new haircut, though? <laughs> Daft. What? No, no, no. I had to ask him to quit it again. I, I left the place. It doesn't work it. like that, mate. You can't cut it back. But no, you yeah. can't. That's oh, right. no. No, 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 no. I, I, when I left Somerset, I had waist length hair. 
and I went into a hairdresser's and I said, um, you know that guy from Take That? I think his name's David David Owen, is it? David Owen. And he's got this kind of chop cut through his hair that goes to about here. And I explained the whole thing to the hairdresser. And I'm sat there in the chair. And she gets the clippers out and goes whoop, up the back of my head. And I went, <laughs> what are you doing? She went, well, you want it like that. <laughs> you want it like that. Like Michael Owen, don't you? I went, no, no. David isn't that, Owen. Isn't that a footballer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Owen's a footballer and he's got like a buzz cut and a little kind of a tintin fringe at the front here. Anyway, yeah, they did that to me and I wasn't happy. <laughs> they, they didn't did charge me for it. They didn't charge me for it, funnily. But uh, inverted, inadvertently come out with a shaved head from waist <laughs> length there. I felt sick, man. Ugh. Yeah. That's that's a <laughs> that's a loss. I would feel that loss. I, I have pretty long. It's tied back, but I have long hair. I'd hate to lose it. You can't sell a tape it back on again. We well, can try. I've tried. <laughs> uh, Jennifer Sammy says no de um, debris over water. Gria predicted this. Dragon is back in. I don't recognise that person. Gria, no. Um, I believe he sells snake oil. Gria. Us recognize Greer, you know, Doctor Doctor Green. Who? I, I, who? <laughs> oh, Greer! Isn't, isn't he the guy that cried? He, he, on on he, cue, he, he does like to shed a tear or two. He's good at it. Sorry. He's really good at it. Have you ever been a fan of Greer? Anybody here? I lost quite a lot of money on that first movie about ten years ago, eleven years ago. Oh, so my my uh, well ex friend. It's not me. I still love it. I still love Osvaldo Franco, but uh, he's he's a big investor in TTSA, and he also in, invested a lot in Sirius. Well, I say I say I'm no, I'm lying there. I don't know how much he invested, but I know he, I know he invested quite. I a put bit about five hundred quid in, and it took a year to get my DVD, and it was really poor quality DVD, and I was just hmm. <laughs> Yeah. So you you really are in this balls deep, aren't you, Spooky? You you, you support the, the the you're passionate about it because for somebody yeah. to put five hundred pounds, it was over. It wasn't like in one chunk. I did it like I just put money towards it every month. No, but I've got a lot of respect for that. When somebody's mm. telling me that they're seeing uh, like crafts and stuff like that, right. they're actually they're actually putting the money in it because Osvaldo Franco, uh, he he used to come on the show quite often. Great guy, Oz. If you're watching this, still love you, mate. Well, you need we need to converse again. Um, he's see, he's seen loads of things, and he's convinced that he's seen them. This the reason why he supports the subject so much because he wants answers. Right. So that's, that, that's the goal, right? Is is yep. to like is you're gonna laugh at this? I'm actually wearing my brand shirt of I hate it here because that's how I feel about like. This whole enterprise, the ufology has entered into this digital grift where everything's monetized, everything is about getting subscribers and likes, and mm. that's not ufology to me. That's a circus grift thing. Who's that money? Most, well, allegedly, <laughs> if you if you play the access game with the intelligence communities, absolutely there's money for you. But mm. you know, if you don't do that, the only other way to do that is to fake videos, like you know. Our resident favorite video fakers. Um, I think the thing with I with the T TTSA, uh, for instance, well, you, when you talk about ours, I think the worst thing about those sort of grifts, and because it's kind of like the uh, 
uh, what's his name? Although, although I don't think he didn't try and crowdfund it, did he? Who we were talking about him before, Wilcock and his flying car. Um, like the thing with um, TTSA was, I mean, but they basically turned around and said, "Look, we're going to break anti gravity technology." You know, he's like, "Jump in here, you can invest." I'm sorry, but if you've got anti anti gravity technology, you're be building one of these things. You don't need to fucking crowdsource it. You don't go on Kickstarter for anti gravity technology. It's just no. wild, wild that anybody well, put. We did the same thing ten years ago. We got like half a million dollars. Oh and yeah, with the yeah, free yeah, energy. And this isn't a new thing. This has been going on since like the middle. <laughs> he's got the free energy though. He's got the biggest. Uh, what is it? The wind farm or whatever he's got in his. Yeah, but I mean, but every Greer, Greer documentary, and I've, don't get me wrong, I've, I've, I've watched them all. I obviously like to try and hurt myself, but, um, and I, I would, I would argue that they've decreased in quality since Serious Disclosure. I think Serious Disclosure was probably the, the best one of them to watch, whereas they've slowly got worse, and he's clearly slowly spending less and less and less money. That's, on, that's a bottom up them. effect, well, isn't it? That's a bottom up effect made... from the community. He realizes what he can get away with now. Yeah, yeah. Until he, <laughs> like, the, the last one was just a fucking shambles, to be perfectly honest. Well, who made it? I think we know who made it. I know, right? His first <laughs> movie was made by a guy called Armadeep Kaliko, who I actually became Facebook friends with. He was uh, running for US Senate. He was a cool guy. Mm-hmm. And he was completely kind of removed from the UFO field just he was just a filmmaker that's why that first film was actually kind of like a film that's why i invested money in it so i was like oh there's actually like real people working on this and then the second film came out and the third film which was they're both done by the same guy i enjoyed them as films but this was before i kind of i lost money on the first film and then i saw unacknowledged and actually thought it was all right at the time yeah i agree but i mean i have a a long history detour in my interest is that i fell into the the cory good thing mm. like really super deep unbelievably deep and i kind of just started accepting the greer stuff as oh it must just be real it must be just real you know he presents and, himself very well especially back then but then i came I, out of that so it was like now i work really hard to stop people that spread bullshit because it's harmful and hurts people and i've seen people traumatize people in hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt just for calling it out yeah this is this is the fight and you, mm. you know stem the tide i, I still believe Greer used his doctorate quite cleverly at the, at the beginning like because I, I back in like the wild west days of youtube i'd come across uh Greer talking about like zero point energy and stuff and the, the fact that there's uh, hidden zero point energy that the government have hold, hold of. We can get rid of oil, all that that sort of stuff, like the the usual Greer trot thing. And because he was introduced as Dr. Stephen Greer, and he was talking about um, different forms of energy, I took it for for granted he was like a physicist or something like that. I didn't. And I, obviously, this is not, I'm not saying anything bad about fucking medical doctors. Of course, they keep us fucking together, but. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have found out like two years in. Oh, what he's a what he's a hospital doctor. He's not like a nuclear physicist because he kind of talks. Room, like, isn't he? Right. He's a trauma yeah, doctor. he he kind of talks like physicist stuff. But now you're telling me that he sews arms back on now and again. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it's very strange. Uh, Jennifer yeah. just popped up saying, not agree a fan either, but he did say there would be a false flag. Well, there hasn't and been wh- Well, who did he flag. get that from? He got that from Carol, and Carol got it from Werner von Braun, and how trustworthy and, is a Nazi? Yeah, and you've got, like, uh, David Icke said the same things and stuff. This is the thing that we, when you're dealing with people that are saying an awful lot of things, now and again, they're going to say something which is kind of right somewhere. And you it's can the always, Alex Jones syndrome, right? You can draw back on it, yeah. A broken clock is right twice a day. Did you did you ever when so you, you thank you, Jennifer, by the way. There's a question yeah, there. How you. how the, how in the fuck did I fall for Corey Good? I'll tell you, uh, psychedelics, depression, and I got into a relationship. That's with that's with how Corey that, Good. That's, how that happens. that's quite the story. Yeah. I I know, big story. No, <laughs> I, I I ended up uh, I got in the relationship and moved to Canada while part of the whole thing, and then left the cult and then came back to you the uk and then start, at the same time as i was leaving i started working with steven and i gave him the idea for truth seekers you're welcome everybody mm-hmm. um <laughs> and now here we are and I, I make crazy ass memes every day i'm working on things that i can't talk about but i know ollie knows about um but i literally can't talk about it you'll see one day and you will be like wow that's what Kari was talking about that's freaking cool man I, I honestly, honestly though, I can't say anything. I, I um, definitely, yeah. I, I definitely would like, not on this show, not this actual show here right now, but I, I would love to when just, the, just, just when the time is right, you. we'll be, we'll be doing stuff for it. As, especially the about right. the, also about the Corey Good thing. You know, I don't know how painful that whole thing might have been, but it's pretty wild, um, man. I went vegan for two and a half years and lived on the side of a mountain. It's pretty wild. And followed so the did, war of one and, and all so that what stuff. did you it's eat fun. um a lot of like lentils actually red red lentils with like, like cur- lentils. Cur- like curried lentils. curried red lentils yeah. it was pretty good um lentil, 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 maple. Lentil, a lot of maple is canada man there's maple on everything mm. um yeah that was, big, that was big a big time in my life spooky the, the it's interesting that you 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 supported greer um in the beginning so i think you're probably so i'm not a ufologist lee's not a ufologist ian i'm not sure if you are or not i, I know i know you you probably know more about the subject than i do but spooky I'm a warrior, def- apparently spooky <laughs> definitely know more than probably most of the hosts about this subject that oh, are yeah. out there yes I, yeah i get that a lot i i I'm not very good on camera and I'm not very like speaking. Fine, is the, speaking is fine. the thing and speaking and explaining things is like the thing I'm least good at. And if I'm doing it competently now, I'm like, I'm like, wow, I'm mate, doing that, but doing a good you know. job, mate. But so you must know about the, the research that Gary Nolan was doing on the, the ball shavings. <laughs> yeah. Um, that he but, didn't even start, but then got put on TV as if you know, Ross. It was that that was Ross Coulthard, right? But what about the TTSA when TTSA Gary Nolan got on board with TTSA and then released? It was them that released the the whole thing about this this uh, Anacana. Um, right. I I kind of look at that as kind of asset management. There was a lot of uh, narratives flying around at the time. He had the Corey Good Gaia woo woo contact in the desert 
thing that was happening you had uh, and on the other side was Greer that was the only kind of other legitimate powerhouse and then you have Tom DeLonge and his CIA boy band come in and say we're going to be building something and then it, it captures they do it right as those articles come out just, bells, just before the but they bells, knew those articles were coming out that's why they launched it just before mm-hmm. so when those articles come out and it, it blows up they're already there they're already established as a an arm of the intelligence community within ufology, but, but looking more official. It's, it's all narrative management. This this subject has been managed by, like, for lack of a better term, operatives for a long time. We were talking about Rick Doty earlier. Like, he was just one. Like, he's just I one think, that we know about. I think what I'm saying there is, do you think that Gary already knew and had told Stephen that the exactly where the evidence was and this thing was a human most likely St- steven did nothing with it and he then well, it didn't conform really... to the narrative of the movie you can't have a movie about discovering stuff and then at the end it turned out that it's all fake it's mm-hmm. like that flat, flat earth documentary where they debunk their own theory at the end mm-hmm. it's funny when that happens but when people have invested money into the science testing and it comes back that there's nothing and it was a big nothing burger like course he he didn't want to lose that money so he went you know what i'll just delete delete that evidence from my brain and continue as if emory smith was the actual authority on what that thing was that's what he did Mm. so just as i just you you talked just then about um like control of a narrative because i i think that's the most important question now almost almost more important than if the phenomenon is real or uh, or what it is why the narrative management and it, it it really seems to have been dialed up right now and it seems like it's such a it's it's such a poignant time for it to happen like i always um go back to when i when, when i first started to talk to ollie and i got him on my podcast um uh, when the original new york post art it was new york post new york times. The times article came out um because I wanted like a UFO guy to explain it to me, right? And uh, and I couldn't. <laughs> no, and you couldn't. Yeah, I should have asked UFO Jesus. Um, and um, like you've got you you had this crazy situation where everyone was locked in the houses for like over a year in some cases, some cases months, but either way, everyone's attention was at a screen when they when yep. these stories first dropped. So that's fortuitous straight away. Um, and then ever since, like ever since that stay home, stay safe day, it's been like living in a fucking sci-fi movie. Every month there seems to be some new distraction or some new craziness. And it's yeah. like uh, we, we were doing when we were doing the podcast the other day. And I, I'm always quite skeptical of stuff, especially when it comes, comes from like a, a government source or a source of authority. But when you're doing a podcast on a, a, a live podcast for, about UFOs, and someone comes up in the chat going, "They've just shot another UFO down. That's four now," and he's not crazy because that's something that's happened, regardless of what it is that's shot down. The narr- the narrative is another UFO is being shot down uh, uh, over the US, and that's in the news. We are living in fucking weird times. 
Though it's kind of weird, a couple of months ago, there was a lot of people in the kind of IC access network that were saying, oh, 2023 is going to be a really weird year. You all all better buckle up. And I'm like, hmm, interesting. Hindsight is... I thought we'd stopped calling them UFOs. I thought they were UAPs now. So shouldn't they have been UAPs? That seems to be disappearing. Mm. Some weird, weird reason. I can't even to the the point they keep referring to them as objects as well. You know, when they're talking about them, the word object is very like balloon like entity. Yeah. Octagonal with strings attached. Entity is the that's the power word in that sentence as well. I think that's for you, Spooky. I'll send you the two pounds. Thanks, Jen. Uh, (laughs) Was 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 unacknowledged all lies then? I don't want to say it's all lies, but it's it's like stitching together a load of uncollected facts. I, I liked it. I really it's the CE five movie. Just as an aside, I really like that intro with all the different sightings. Even though like a lot of them are probably fake, the mm. way that that was edited, I really like. But I, I enjoyed that up until I, I found out that it was a two hour advert for his app. Hey, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, ha- I have his app actually, but um. Any good? Uh, no, not worth the money. <laughs> but you could, you don't need it. You could just use your brain. Um, so unacknowledged. A lot of it is, a lot of it is based on these stories, which are now like hotly debated and debunked and all up in the air. So it's very hard to like. You got to separate like what we know outside of Greer of the kind of military industrial structure and the way that these programs work and all of these things against all the things that he's telling you he was told by people or that he he observed himself because I don't know how trustworthy that is as he's been proven again and again and again to misrepresent and just outright lie. So it's, again, it's discernment. There's never going to be 100% truth in any of these products because they're tailored to make money over mm. give truth. As much as Greer wants to say this isn't a money-making enterprise, he's he's the one making all the money, so that's easy for him to say. That's the crazy thing as well, because if you actually had something worthwhile, had something that of substance that you could put out, you wouldn't need to charge for it because the story is so big, you would instantly break it and be one of the most important people in human history. Right. At that at, at that point, you don't need to sell things. You know, you are you're a, a Martin Luther King, or you know, for instance, and hopefully you don't get assassinated. But the uh, you know, it's this is one of those things. It's you would right. be so prominent. The fact that if he was telling the truth about how much stuff he knows and how much stuff, like this dead man trigger that he has, like I'm sure the government probably wouldn't give a shit and kill him if it if it really was there because there's probably they've got AI and whatever now they can probably just. Mm. Cut it off and find it before, you know, he, as secure as he thinks it may be. He's also a boomer. So, Look, like, yeah. If any man in the world had a dead man switch, it was John McAfee, and he's oh, not definitely. here anymore. And that dead man switch never got switched. Release yeah. his body, Spanish authorities. Well, yeah, un- unless he's not dead and he's seen out the rest of his life life on an island somewhere. Which is what I... I I had that thought today. I saw Janice posting about not being able to get his body out, and I had the thought, like, maybe he did, like, fake his death. It would would make sense. He he bought himself out of countries before. Did you see the documentary, like, leading up to that? So good. That was a good documentary. That that clip of him where he was on his way to the airport in a car, and he's explaining how they're after him 
because because they think I'm a flight risk, which I clearly am. <laughs> such a line. I've not seen this documentary. Oh, it's, mate, it's so good. I, I love McAvee. Like, I watch it tonight. Love the guy. Last good thing Vice did. Right, I um, I actually tested positive on Wednesday for that thing that we're not allowed to talk about. Oh. AIDS. Sarcasm. Uh, sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been all shivering and coughing. I think, and I, think you're I need about to blow my nose I look, I look awful. I need a hot water bottle and uh, and my wife. So um, I'm going to bail on you. I'm no going. worries, buddy. Have you, have you changed rooms since, since I went in? No, you room? just t- you took LSD. I didn't tell you. <laughs> well, that's a green screen. It look like it looks like the background. It's a f- fake green screen, but it does look pretty cool. Like that little, like the way. Uh, I honestly did not the notice then because I because I left the room. Like I'm looking room, and thinking. Until you move, yes, you 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 go keep the wife company. Yeah. Okay. And thank you, for, thank you so much. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't bump into a plane. Flying away. <laughs> don't hit the permanent. <laughs> right, I'm going to just go and cough lots. All right, <laughs> ciao. <laughs> See ya. Peace. Thanks, mate. <laughs> I thought he was going to like, give us a few <laughs> coughs before he went. <laughs> Bless him. Oh, that, brilliant. So, so, do you think there's anybody in this field? Who who, do, who is trustworthy in this field, then? I, I'm not talking... I'm... Okay. Um, there's there's a new school of people coming up. That there's like Third a face of man. Who? <laughs> um, so, th- yeah, there's like this new network coming up that's th- very integrity based that I'm, I'm kind of proud to be a part of. There's there's my channel, there's Stephen's channel, um, and then there's Invisible Night School. I don't know if you've heard of Invisible Night School. Um, they are very good friends of mine. They they leave great kind of, name. I know, right? Um, they they do Wednesday nights. They do uh, really good in nuanced interviews and have like academic level discussions about the phenomenon in a way that isn't like drama or or grifting or anything. It's actual like experts coming on and having like intellectual conversations. It's really good. They only just started, but they're like they're already close friends of mine, and everybody should go watch them because that's they're flying under everybody's radar. And if you care about the subject, that's what you should be watching. Mm-hmm. That's what I find interesting about you. I, I can tell you genuinely care about the subjects more than most people I've met. It's a way of life, and, and I like that. Thank you. Whether, whether what whether what you believe is right or not, this is how much I I, I'm, I believe. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. So John Greenwall. John Greenwald's a good egg. Um, hmm. It's really hard because everybody's got dirt on them, you know. And it's like you have to measure that dirt about what, against like what good they do, you know, that, good yeah. versus harm. So it's like some people they do do good things, do do, but they they also do terrible things. And some people do good things for a while, and then they do bad things. Like Linda, or you know, everybody's nan. 
she did good work 30 years ago and has ridden that wave forever and now it's like she's not relevant and she doesn't like any questions about her credibility which is a, a terrible place to get as a journalist like that's uh, you don't want to be there yeah if you I, if, I, uh, if you don't want to be questions about what who you are why you why you're doing it then uh, well, it was, it was pro- a question just, about why she so- sold a PS2 game cover as a real image of a, an alien from I mean, from the moon, not, and then double down not on ideal, it. Is it? It's not. No, it's I mean, it's is ideal, this though. is this what the fucking subject is like? Mm. Fuck! Like but I remember I mean, playing that game when I was a kid. Th- how would she th- even think that could f- could? I, because someone just cropped it and sent it to her and said this is a real image, and then she concocted this whole backstory behind an insider giving her the image. And again, I asked the question, what's the difference between Linda Morton Howe's insiders and David Wilcox's insiders or Corey Good's mm-hmm. insiders or you know, Greer's insiders? There's no discernible difference because they are non-entities. You cannot prove or disprove their existence. I think um, there's also a good chance that some, some of these people are just compulsive liars. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the thing about compulsive liars is they believe their own lies, so they're really good at it. So you know, in especially in that situation, if she's being given that photograph, uh, maybe she one hundred percent believes that that was a photograph of something real because she's convinced herself of that. Right. Well, is the photograph linked with a personal experience with the photo, or is it just a photo? Mm-hmm. I can't. I, I watched um, Kurt Jamungle when he asked Linda about that. Um, that was a fun clip to edit. I had fun. Yeah, and and also Greer when he please read. Yeah, so 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 I I think Greer walked into the lion's den with Kirk because he didn't realize how much Kirk knows about knows knows physics. Yeah, he just saw numbers. You know, he doesn't go on a channel with less than a hundred k subs, so. It was it was very obvious, like halfway through that show, how much his back went up against the wall uh, with Kirk. Yep. When he was like, "No, no, no, you can speak. You can tell us about the the tech, Stephen. We'll understand it here. Let's go into that." And he's like, yeah. "Well, no, I don't want to. I don't want to bore your audience." This is a common thing with these kinds of people. You used to hear it on coast to coast all the time. Some purported uh, expert would come in, and then. Art would bring in some other person to to like question him, or they'd have open lines, and someone a physicist would ring in and have a good question, and that the person, you know, the guest would just be like, uh, "No, he'd speak to you. He'd speak to people that don't know what I'm talking about." Right, or they'd give some kind of word salad answer that doesn't actually make sense if you understand it. Mm. Shout out to Art Bell, long live. Yeah, there's a thing with the 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 Greer thing is. It's arrogance as well, isn't it? Because if you if you're talking about so, like technology that isn't open to people that like we don't know, we don't know where it's come from. It's it's alien technology. Um, you'd be forgiven for going. Look, I don't know. I just know what's being presented to me and what's being told 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 to me by people. But he was that arrogant. He couldn't yeah. allow himself to look like he didn't know everything about what this thing was. But, uh, Sounds like Boomer. Uh, yeah, but uh, I... Jennifer, Jennifer Sammy with the super chat here saying, "What about the press conference uh, with the military witnesses? Were they all lying?" So See, there's, that's think... in the testimony, though. That the the, yeah. the problem that people have with that was the way that it was put together and getting like former Congress members to come and sit 
it's very uh it's a lot of showmanship with that which mm -hmm. admittedly yes at the time it was a good thing for the subject because it wasn't existing in this kind of paradigm where everyone can have a voice everyone can have a platform so getting these people together on a stage in the national press club was a big thing in 2001 mm. but that doesn't mean that Grizz legit it just means that he's effective at putting on an event like that's yeah. all that means and it, it, i've often thought maybe uh, at that point the intentions were in the right place um and the fact that that didn't gain the traction that he thought it would be he thought well if i'm not going to change the world i'm going to change my bank account <laughs> that's a good do you find it strange though that so because Greer's had such a such a big relationship with daniel Sheen, and then all of a sudden daniel Sheen is lou's lawyer mm. well again that's that that who was daniel loyal to in the intelligence community other than greer you know it's Greer's not the only fish in the pond there's a lot there's a lot of people probably behind the scenes there's a lot mm. of people out front and yeah i looked at that and went okay someone got to him <laughs> it's, it's really easy i mean <sighs> I have no idea when it comes to laws and all that jazz, which is which is why I'm doing an uh, an alien YouTube channel where I don't know much about ufology. Um, so that, on that respect, you could be a lawyer in your eyes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it almost seemed like a conflict of interests, you know, with the the whole Shien and Greer thing. I mean, was right. she, was Shien wasn't. Steve, he wasn't Stephen's lawyer, though, was he? Am I right by saying that he was? I'm not sure if he was his personal lawyer. I think he might have had some dealings with the business or something. But it, it's outside but of it... his like type of lawyering. So but I think he was, he was just kind of an associate. Like, I'm not. You know what? You kind of unofficially hire a lawyer. They're just an associate of yours. They give you loads of really good advice, mm. but they're not actually your lawyer, kind of thing. I think it was something more like that. But let's just say that me and my wife are going to get a divorce, and her and her best friend is a lawyer. Okay. And I and I hire her. Are you looking for free legal oh, advice as a, as here, Ali? Isn't, <laughs> isn't that a bit weird? Um. Yeah, I wouldn't hire my my wife's best friend. I wouldn't do that. But that I think they would. If they were a good lawyer, they wouldn't take the case because there would be. I mean, legally, they can't have any bias in what they're doing because it would, you know, open them up to uh, liability. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't do that. I'd go to someone else because it would be a conflict. It, it, it just seemed, <laughs> it, I, I found that yeah. extremely odd. I honestly, I think that you know, Sheen goes back a ways before mm -hmm. Greer. Like, so it's probably just one of his old hat friends went to him and went, "Look, you need to be on the right side of this." Here's a lot, you know, probably here's a load of proof about Greer, blah blah blah. And then Sheen went, Okay, I'm gonna go back for the other team now, I guess. And he did that. And again, none of this shocks me ever because it's just it's been this evolving meta interactive meta drama, you know. It's on happening on everybody's screens unless you go to these events. Like I'll be at Contact in the Desert this year, which is gonna be absolutely crazy to be in the same room as a lot of these people that I probably shouldn't get interviews with because they will hate me but i'm gonna do it anyway and so you should it'd be fantastic me, me and leo will we'll come out do it <laughs> one day one day, one day we fine. will we will we will mm -hmm. one day we'll we have will. a flash meeting i have a press pass so 
both me and Lee need to wear serious sunblock when it when it comes to uh, you know gin, gingers and all that. It, right. I'm all right actually. I don't I don't I don't burn. I'm, I'm a bit of an odd ginger. I just go brown. Speak for all yourself. Right. I um, the resident non-ginger. I can't relate. <laughs> so so if you, if you if you if you ever met Greer at one of these events, would you say you owe me five hundred pounds, you bastard? <laughs> No, I, I've thought of some ingenious ways to troll people, though. Um, I don't know what I'd do with Greer yet, but I know what I'd, I'm going to do with Linda. I'm going to get that Area 51 cover, put on a T-shirt, and get a photograph with her. And ask her where, 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 <laughs> Maybe. And that, that, that draws attention to it, and then she'll be like, oh, wait a minute. Like If I just get a, get a photograph with her with that shirt, I feel like I'll be king for a day. That, that's my goal. <laughs> I have a lot of stuff to do at that conference. I'm not, I'm, I'm working. If you can, if you can get her to wear that shirt, I'll give you. <laughs> I will give you. I'll, <laughs> let me think. What are we saying, Lee? Three hundred pounds. What? <laughs> if, we, if you can get Linda Martin how to wear the alien that would be so weird. That'd be incredible. I'd have to get like I'll, a really oversized one so we can just go on over her clothes. Um. Yeah, but I'm tempted now. You give me the idea. I'm very jealous of that. We're we, already going to be filming some hilarious prank vlogs. So. Uh, huh? There's something going on in the UK. When is it this yeah, year? Yeah, Awakening Conference. That's like the Gaia Fest thing. Oh, is it going to be shit? It's, it's run by Billy to, Carson, so don't we've go. Got, we've got to go, Ollie. We've got to go. I mean, go, but ask real questions, and if you get kicked out, you know. I think the content. And with Lee, I'm going to get kicked out. Think of the content. We, well, we could I just, might be we, there, so. Well, we can meet you know, up. We can cross streams. Well, it's okay. When is it? Uh, October. October. Oh, it's ages away. We can well plan this. Okay. I have to time it. I'm, I'm going snowboarding at the end of the year, so I've got time over Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, so we got, just got a super chat as well from uh, Jennifer again. So, Thanks, not answered. Just super chat and just send just, us a. Yeah. You know, from that group of people, there was one that was my favorite. It was the, the FAA guy. He's like, Phil Class can kiss my ass. I know what I saw. I love that clip because that's mm. that's the attitude that we should have. Yeah. I think that's it. It's not it's not necessarily the I, I think you've got to look at Stephen Greer. Stephen Greer National Press Club, Stephen Greer, and Stephen Greer um Gamified. Yeah, it's they're different people. Yeah. The, yeah. the the rise of the social media age fed into his narcissistic personality, mm -hmm. and now here we are. And it, this has happened to a lot of the ufologists because they thought that they were it in the nineties. And as this thing that feeds into their ego has risen up, so has their platform. A lot of people, but also not, the, their inability not, to handle criticism. I think. You can oh, see happy, it, it happens to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. The I, I think part of the. Um, I mean, I I enjoy I enjoy doing do, doing these things. It's fine. I, I I quite like the fact I feel I'm I'm separate to like the the UFO community because it seems a bit weird. But I feel um, like I'm in the liminal space of it. Yeah, yeah, I get that feeling. Um, Lee, your ginger balls deep in this right now. Oh no, no, I am, I am. Wow. But like, but 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 like the cad I am, I could pull off and go and find a new hole at any time. But um, the. Uh, You've thrown me now. I was going to say, oh yeah, sorry. The there is so many people 
I think even sort of small and medium like YouTube channels or uh, that see the likes of a Jeremy Corbell and stuff like that. And that's why, where like I, I, Jeremy Corbell has got his issues, but that's why he gets so much vitriol thrown at him. Not because they disagree with him because they want to be him. They want to be where he is and they feel they have the right to be where he is because they've been, they've been doing it longer. I mean, I get that sentiment from, from some creators, but this is what I was talking about earlier. There, there's a kind of a, a new wave of of integrity based ufology that's starting to spring up. Mm. Where it's not about this jealousy factor. It's honestly just about you said something that's not true. Will you please yeah. comment on it? Like, and that journalism, like, I mean, on Truth Seekers, we've broken news with that kind of stuff like many times. I mean, there's was stories that, that I've the, worked on for like six months plus. Like, was the channel you were talking about before, uh, where they were just having people on for discussions on, was that the same channel they had Greer on? Where they, where they, where he was oh, Invisible that? Night School? Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, right, okay, sorry. I thought that was that, was that because I, I did see that. No, that was uh, that was Kurt Jarmangle. Yeah, I enjoy his stuff like a lot. He's got I a like very Kurt tiny, he, he's, very tiny he, kitchen. I appreciate he keeps it. his ear to the ground. I think, his, yeah. his kitchen's never used. It's tidy. It's a tidy kitchen, and I appreciate it. I wish I could have a kitchen that tidy. I don't think he's ever cooked anything in that kitchen. I'm staring sadly at my kitchen side right now. <laughs> to be fair, actually saying that his flat does look an awful lot like um, the flat, the flat in American Psycho, doesn't it? Lee, we want to get him on this one. <laughs> No, I didn't say he killed. I just said he has the potential to kill. That's different. Actually, being a psychopath doesn't necessarily mean you're a killer. No, you could just be really good at your job, but you still have the potential to kill. Politicians um, kill people all the fucking time. They kill more people. Yes, they do. <laughs> That's not a good thing. Jen, uh, not another, not another soldiers, but I think it, is Jen talking about the. I think she oh, I didn't. She said didn't answer the question. Soldiers put their yeah. reputations on the line. They did, uh, but that wasn't Greer. That was them. Like I, yeah. I don't look at them as being some big entity. I see them as individual mm. humans with individual experiences that shared those experiences. Take each one as an individual case, not as a like Stephen Greer thing. Yes, it was his his uh, event. He put it on. He networked to get all the former congressmen there. All of that's valid. He did that. But the stories, they're not his. So that I, do, yes. I don't see them as having anything to do with him other than he paid money to put them on the stage. The loose thing to say would be that if you put Download Festival on, it didn't doesn't mean that you were sat in a room with architects writing the songs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Good band choice. Mm, good. Love, love a bit of architects. <laughs> oh, holy crown. Holy crown. <laughs> I, love, I love that. I'm going to have to listen. I've not listened. A great band. You've never listened to architects? No, no. It was, I am it, was, it was sad when Dan died. Mm. It was very sad. Are you guys fans of Enter Shikari? Yes. Lee's your big music man. man. Yeah, I like I love everything. Loads of stuff. Hence his drums behind him. Oh yeah. No, I hadn't noticed until right now. I have a I have an eight string guitar just, just there. Oh nice. Bow bow bow. So Spooky, you drop do me a favor in the private chat. Drop me, have you got your, your channel link? Because I wasn't I actually, aware that, I, I also have a secret channel called Spooky Speaks. Send them, send them so I can link them in the description, and they'll probably be linked in the next 30 minutes because 
Um, I didn't realize you were coming on, and I didn't realize you had a channel. I've seen you on other channels, but I didn't realize you had your own. I mean, I I'm lazy with it because I'm so busy. Like I have, like, outside of all of this ufology stuff, which is, t- occupies a lot of my time, I have like, like me and Lee, career and a life. Yeah, yeah, me too. You know, and Lee. Like I, I, you know, I work for a weather company, so it's it's a lot of a lot of stuff. Oh, so you're a weatherman. I am. It's quite fitting. So. His, his, his weather his, ufos his, it's great we, we i know the, the forces of nature so we were the first people in history to stream live video from a hurricane like we revolutionized that technology and now now we get all of the we- other weather data and we stream that live to the internet we're in business with the weather channel fox weather uh, very very cool stuff like when you get in the middle of a hurricane impact if you go to the weather channel or, or now fox weather our new affiliate mm-hmm. you will inevitably see one of our cameras going out to oh, millions cool. of people that's that's what we do uh it's very 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 cool i could probably show you guys some videos if you want like it's pretty wild what we do like we put cameras in places where people should not be that we've got impacts of category four or five hurricanes right on the ocean front where it's just like Pow. it's th- this is the footage that gets into like national geographic between uh, between the x-files and twister 1996 really did a number on you didn't it how did you guess that that was the movie? <laughs> How? How did you, did you, here's, here's really what's really cool. I have an IMDb page because I was involved in the early production of like what has now become the sequel, which is pretty cool. Like it yeah. started as a fan project, and then Universal Studios were like, "We love your idea, but like we're the ones that want to do it." So, pff. so they took the title, <laughs> and the title, and the plot. We don't get any credit. Like the only credit on my IMDb is the, for the fan made thing that we were doing. But when that got announced last year, everybody was sharing a poster, which was the poster for our project. And that got shared to like millions of people. And I was like, I remember color grading that poster a decade ago. What the fuck? <laughs> like, it's out of nowhere. But yeah, that's what I do for a job. And it's it's in the off season right now, thank God. Which means I, I have way more time for the things that I'm doing. Like the next three months of my life without getting into too much detail are going to be absolutely mental. Do you see this being uh, a, 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 something that you're gonna get into when, it, in terms of, like a career, in in a good way? Because I, I I honestly think like so like Stephen count S- Steve makes more than I do on uh, and and Lee does on on YouTube. We, right, but he doesn't make yeah, a lot. His OnlyFans I mean, shit. I yeah, am because I've seen him naked. I've seen him naked. <laughs> yeah. But, me and but, Steven split so. Like, me and Lee split it. Mm-hmm. Like, right. the... What it, you know what it pays. It pays for software. Yeah. It pays for your Photoshop. It pays for your StreamYard. If you use StreamYard, uh, the, the full premium thing. Do you see yourself going in this... I know I would love to do it. And I know Lee would love to do it at some point. But does there become a point where you get, how do you get to that point where you decide I can go with the money and I can fuck off half of my subscribers? I think you've got to take less. I think, I think if, you, yes. if, you, if, you want, if you want to do this properly as a career, I think you've got to get to the point where you can just pay your bills and just get everything done yep. except less money than you're earning from boring, flashy work. But in that time that you're not doing boring, flashy work, 
you can put more time into YouTube stuff and more time into content creation. I think that's that's the thing. I, mean, I like you've got uh, kids, Ollie. I've got a five five year old son. It's it's tricky. Have you got four year old daughter? It's, it's yeah. tricky, isn't it? Like having doing yeah, that balance. Work life balance is, is key. Yeah. I mean, I meditate a lot to kind of center myself because it's mm-hmm. it's hard. Like especially wearing so many hats and it. I weaponize my ADD in order to be effective, but Why it, not? it it can be really hard to find that that centering. Like it's been the last year, I've actually I found a really good like, mode that I've been. Mm. You know, I've just been on this kind of that was weird. Uh, been, I yeah, that. Just the, <laughs> it was strange. It's first time using the iPad, so yeah, um, yeah it's been this really nice flow. Um, everything seems to be coming together, and the fruits of fruits of years of work on certain stories is coming to to fruition which is amazing um yeah makes you actually feel like a journalist when you break stories mm. like i don't know my first story was the cory good uh bill ryan western union receipt thing. i spent six months on that story and i nailed it i was like yes i am now a journalist i news has been broken that was it was fun that was like two years ago but I'd been working on it for like six months, like two and a half years. No, seriously, seriously, you can tell. So I, I heard about you. I think is it when I got into a fight with uh, you know who? I, I well, when you got into a fight with, I saw you. I saw your video did about Rich. Now, <laughs> now I made that in an hour. <laughs> like, yeah, it was so I, easy. I, 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 I'm, I'm, me and Rich have fallen out. Like again, again, we 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 have well, we never really fell out before. I I have nothing against Rich, and I I will say this: some of the stuff that has been said about Rich in the past and what he's like is just because that's his generation. That's who he is. He he's yeah, not an he's he's not a nasty person, but he's he's fully entitled to freedom of speech within the YouTube guidelines that he regularly breaks. But yeah. he's not free from consequence from judgment by the people around him and people in the community. There's a reason why he hitches his wagon to other people who are okay with him being a piece of shit. I, I don't think he's a piece of shit. My, 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 yeah, no, I get We that. literally called my, some of my best friends fat fucking whores on, on the air. And it was like, you know what, dude? Fuck you. Like, I have no fucking time for you. He doesn't know these people. And he passes judgment on on their bodies because he's an insecure fucking fifty five year old man. Like, fuck he's, off! Why have I got time for that? He's a commentator, but I mean, I, I, commentating on what? Someone's body? Well, like, it, it, uh, what, so this is the well, rich. Thing, fell, rich fell out with me for 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 for, for telling he, him that he, that. Go, go Sorry, on, carry on. on. I was oh, I was going to say, don't, don't to forget. No, 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 no. It's cool. rich. Really does get my goat because he like. I don't know how anyone could defend him with the literally hours of things that he has said. There's always said, a commentator. I've said, like, okay, he's, I, I've said, I've said much worse yeah. than Rich. Much do you worse. own you own it though, right? Of course. You, but, exactly. but I think Rich as well. It's a bit. You confront him. Like every time I've ever confronted him with something that he said, he has flat out denied it, even though there's video evidence of him saying it. So it's like, it's not a case of that's not ideal. owning <laughs> it. You know? It's, um, I, like I say, I always look at it as, I mean, he... If I would say, if 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 I think Rich is guilty of anything, it's maybe becoming the gimmick. 
you know, at some point, Terry Bowler stopped being Terry Bowler and he became Hulk Hogan and stayed Hulk Hogan. That's true. Um, and I think that's Rich might I get, have become, have, I get having a persona, but it, yeah, there needs to be consequences when someone crosses a line. Like, what's the point of having these guidelines? Well, should, but, but isn't standards the, if he's no, just no, but, but the guidelines. Uh, this is I, th- I, I hate YouTube policies. I think, I think everything should be. I, I think, or, or, I think they're way too strict. But yeah, it, it's more, it's more crossing the lines of like human decency, like regularly talking about people's wives and insinuating that they cheat on their wives and. Okay, so you saw you saw the tweet about my wife. Oh no, I'm I'm talking about someone else. But okay, so so when me and Rich fell out, he 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 did. Oh, this seems to be a regular thing then. That he accuses yeah. people that he falls out with of cheating on the, on their wife. You think no, he no, doesn't no. seem to realize that this could have actual professional re- uh, ramifications? Oh no! Oh no! No no! He like, was right. I did. Yeah, I did. But it, oh. she wasn't. She wasn't my wife. It was when we were boyfriend and girlfriend. And I told him about that. In in and, and he weaponized when, it, right? He weaponized it. He he did. I, I know Rich, and he's. I uh, you know what he did. He weaponized your promiscuity. Yeah yeah. I was a twat. I, oh, I was an abs, I was I was a young twat, and I did. I mean, I cheating's bad. Does does just agree? But yeah, you you Jen, were young, right? Like shit happens when you're young, man. Jen, I appreciate the super chat, but we probably know we. We've gone for two hours. We're probably not going to have a t- chance to. Uh, and also, I can't remember if I'm honest. Spooky will know. Spooky, Spooky probably will know everything. I mean, about so, these again, it's, I like some of them. I like the FAA guy. Some of them don't seem believable, like Clifford Stone. Not really a fan. Uh, Robert Salas again. He's he's coming up again recently with all this congressional stuff. Not. I don't know how trustworthy a lot of these people are. I listen to their stories, but. Again, it's about individual cases, judging them on the merits of the individual person speaking and their history. Like this isn't just some someone told me something, therefore I must believe it or disbelieve it. It's I add it to the pile of information that I have to sift through and look into because it's not just about one answer. Like each one of those stories is a jigsaw piece in a puzzle that we don't have the picture for. So we don't even know what we're building. I I would agree. I don't think anybody has a clue. I honestly don't think, I think anybody this is why there's so much splintering because everyone thinks mm-hmm. that their idea of having a clue is the right one when like i said i think it's something much broader and intrinsic to human experience because this has gone back to shamanistic times mm-hmm. these kind of otherworldly experiences using psychedelics like aside from ufos i'm very much into like psychedelic culture and meditation and, and it's all it, it all ties i, I into actually one, think that's yeah. probably the best that it, that's probably the best tool we have to understand this sort of stuff. To yep, be perfectly absolutely. It's it's a technology. That is a good, I'm always recommending books. This is what I do. Um, so there's a, a good book out at the moment. It just came out. It's Al- Andrew Gallimore's second book where he talks about uh, DMT as a kind of tool to explore with your consciousness. But it mm-hmm. gets down to like the molecular level kind of thing. And it's Andrew Gallimore is, is leading the wave of that school of thought and really pushing the frontier with DMT and how we can use that to access other, dare I say, dimensions. I don't know how you describe them, but yeah, there's other I, places I, that you can access through this. It's whether you say technology. dimensions, realms, you're always going to say it's a bit out there, you know, but it's, right. it, it, it's it, because you want to talk about the DMT law, though, that you yeah. go somewhere. Yeah. The, uh, 
Yeah, I mean that it's the I know I, I briefly spoke spoke about it before. Um, the first time I ever took mushrooms, the uh, I was with people that had done them done them a lot before. I'm sorry to anyone that's what that's watching that's already heard this story. Uh, I was with people that took them took them like a lot before for me. I was just 19 and didn't really know what was going on. Uh, they just dried them out. We didn't have them in tea or anything like that. And the thing is, I fucking love mushrooms. Just in general, I love mushrooms. So they'd all started to come up. I sat there eating these things like motherfucking popcorn. <laughs> and um, I and I, I mean like oh f- fucking pinches and pinches, just throwing them in. And then I knew that something was going on when the wallpaper started moving. And then we went for a walk, and the um, the vivid parts of parts of the evening i remember the uh we uh, we were walking past a gorse bush and like the yellow buds on the gorse glue uh glowed like um you know how you see slow mo- uh, like st- uh, slow motion fo- photography on um motorways where you see the break the tail lights. oh yeah yeah, yeah so the that's low, yeah. low uh the low lens shot yeah low shutter speed thing yeah uh, yeah. That was happening with the gorse, but the gorse was glowing yellow. I mean, everything else was dark because it was like fucking two o'clock in the morning, but these things were, were like glowing. I remember thinking to myself, like, well, that's really weird because uh, I know I'm on something, but light, you need light to see color. Otherwise, color doesn't work, but these are bright yellow. Anyway, ended up, long story short, the meat and potatoes of, of it is I felt like I was feeling sick. And I remember putting my hand on my friend's shoulder and saying, like, I'm not well here. I threw up everywhere. And then, like some sort of fucking Tim Burton film, we were in a, a hedge and the, the the branches of the tree just sort of grew over me into an arch. And I lay down on the floor and I tripped out for about half an hour. Nice. Um, and I had, but I felt this, the... I felt it was like I was floating on water and I remember putting my hand down and my hand wasn't wet because the first thing I thought was I didn't want to have pissed myself in front of my friends. I, but I was floating here. Yeah. And, uh, and then all of a sudden I realized that there was just, there was no me there. And it, the, uh, I had that feeling of like rushing forwards and then I was in space and that's when I was surrounded by these black entities. And I, I've always described them as being like Batman without the um, without the ears. So, right. so it was like big shoulders that, that sort of tapered down. And they stood around me in a circle. And uh, they stayed there. And I, I, they didn't communicate with me, but I could feel their emotion. Like I felt they pitied me and they looked at me like I was a child and they made me feel like I was somewhere I shouldn't be. And I wasn't ready to be there. And they just stayed around me until I woke up. And then I woke up, we walked down the, uh, I remember I had, I was, my friend was half carrying me. I remember saying, no, and I sort of, I, I can walk properly now. And, um, do, do, do you watch the TT at all? Uh, the motocross. No, for no, TT, no, Isle of Man TT. Yeah. I've seen clips on on the, the entire. Oh no! So if you if you don't know the course, it it doesn't matter. Just well, they, they out. shut off all the all the streets on the island, right, and turn it into like a yeah yeah. yeah. Where you yeah. go like two hundred miles an hour down country lanes, and it just seems yeah. like the most suicidal idea in the world. Yeah, right. it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> <But>, uh, <laughs> uh, where, where we were, we were walking up when you, when you come off the mountain. Essentially, right. that's that's where we were. 
uh, where we were. And I remember coming out out from this sort of country lane to where the sort of it opens up, so you've not got hedges and stuff around you. And the whole sky was like a purple peacock sort of design, like the. And I, I've never felt so relieved. Like I, because there've been so many stressful moments on the way there, and then all of a sudden, when I got out into open space, everything else was fine. And that was the re- that was the weird thing it was that because the, like I say, it was like it was dead early in the morning, but the the peacock sky was illuminating the road. It was a like it was like a like a a purple daylight sort of thing, and it was it it, it took me, I think. I mean, what? I'd have been 19, 20, I think. I, I didn't take t- psychedelics for, for years after that. And um, it was only when I I started getting interested in this sort of stuff and started getting interested more in consciousness. I, I read the uh, DMT spirit molecule and suddenly realized that in those experiments that lots of like the bits that tied up for them that like the key parts which were similar between their trips i had those key things that were going through mine as well well that's that's weird and that whole that that thing which it's you could go back and look at every single podcast i've talked about this and I, I will have said the same story exactly the same way because I don't I can't think of another long term memory which has stuck with me so vividly as those things, and uh, it took me it took me years years to um, to come round to the to the idea that it was something happened there that isn't it's more than just like taking drugs and drugs doing strange things with your brain. You know, there's something extra there. Right, it's, a, it's a, an activation of sorts. But your your uh, your experience of uh, kind of being watched over, I relate to that really hard. I've had that happen a few times, mm. where it's this kind of it's happened in different ways. Like I've had it where I have just been like kind of catatonic and you know you shouldn't be here. But then I've also had it where it's like I get out there, and then something will bring me back. Like you shouldn't be out here. Yeah. It's, it's that it's that non-local communication that you were talking about the emo- like mm-hmm. sharing of emotion because like in that space you don't have words you don't have a physical way to make words so you it's empathy empathy yeah. is the communication so yeah i really mm-hmm. i get that i think it's the Thank only for the only, yeah i think the, the only thing i can put close to it for, for anyone that hasn't been be in that situation is it's the feeling i think that when you have a kid when you've when you've got a baby mm-hmm. that's that that it, it, you know from the, there's unconditional love there with a child like that's it starts like your child starts at a point of unconditional love if you fuck that up that's that's on you i'm afraid right but the uh um and that's the closest thing i can i can sort of line that up with the the birth of my daughter was very akin to a psychedelic experience it was three days of labor and then a very intense last hour and then it almost felt like kind of like a dissociative dmt-esque trauma when she was Mm -hmm. born because everything just like 
my hand i couldn't feel my hands and then i was like just uh, you know the whole room is just like pulsing and it's just like it's, yeah it's, it was energy man. I felt, I, yeah. yeah i mean i felt like that that sense of survival that i had for myself it extended beyond myself mm. and that that's parenthood yeah you know i wasn't the one giving birth to the child i didn't carry the child the child my daughter um but i yeah it was it was that process of because i'm a visual person too is i had to see her you know i felt her like you know in the belly and whatever but like seeing her Mm. and having this like explosion of of like even more love was a very like it love is a powerful psychedelic man yeah just straight it's it's and even that i mean what we we can break this down to the it it could be like an animal animal thing where because we're supposed to you know obviously if we don't if we don't love our children we don't protect them then the human race dies within a generation you know it's, right. it, it doesn't get off the ground it's up to us yeah or, or is it is it something else like is it is there because there's there's something there's something different you know it's we all we all like i'm a very like pick up and put down sort of person I, I will i will get something and i will be like this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to the world and then six months down the line i'll be like nah do you know what i need something new now like um, like your steam that you told me to buy and that and then you've got a soul jars you bastard you still love it don't you you still love it for now but you've not won anymore yeah, I don't. I, yeah, well, I couldn't play Hogwarts on it. I wanted to play Hogwarts on it. Hogwarts was shit on it, so I'm playing Hogwarts on my Xbox. Um, you derailed. Like I was having, like, a, a fucking conversation about fucking fatherhood, like losing <laughs> our egos and multi-dimensional fucking beings, and you're upset because I sold a fucking Steam Deck and you still got one. First world problems, Oliver. You told me to buy it. <clears throat> yeah, and you like it. I was still right. <laughs> you followed you, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's we a fatherhood. It. It's we wild, right? <laughs> I'll go home now. It's fine. I'll go, I'm gonna go write write my book now. <laughs> write, write my memoirs and go retire in the Andes. It's okay. Oh. I did. I did the work. I have to agree. For somebody who's probably an emotionless bastard, which I am, both times with both my boys, floods of tears, and the only other time that I felt something kind of similar was. And I told you this, you this the other night, Lee, but I'd already told David and you was pissed off because you said, well, why is he not told me about his shadow figure? Is the time when I got up out of bed and there was something at the edge of the bed. My wife was freaked out because I was just literally apparently, excuse him, wow. Okay, Morty. Naughty wine. Um, apparently, I, I was like literally... Like straight up, just staring to the corner of the bed, and in, I can I can I can remember this. There was something there on the edge of the bed, and it felt like the most 
What's that say? Mushrooms and bad, okay? <laughs> God dang it, Bobby. Just, I'll go just, dog just, fuck I'm, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Q a kiss for that. <laughs> Love Q. It Rock felt like the it felt like the <laughs> I've like never done that I've never, try, never done mushrooms. Q Q Q. Q's been Q longer than Q's been Q, if you know what I mean. I know who Q was. He's a good lad. Um, I felt like this. Was... So, just quickly, I'd like to know that. Well, give give us a name, then. Who do you think that was? It was Ron Watkins. Ron Watkins. I've no idea. Monkey's here. Hmm? So, uh, there's a documentary filmmaker called Colin Hoback who works for HBO. He, during the whole Q thing that was going on, uh, he was on the ground covering kind of inverte reality documentary gonzo stuff the mm. people surrounding the website that was hosting q and he basically got the owner's son to admit that he was q on film well, right, okay at the end of the series which was like whoa holy shit Send me it obviously wasn't it's uh it's on, it's on hbo it's called q into the storm really really good documentary colin is a is a bro um so it wasn't just run there was a there was a, a network, and it's interesting how much that grift network from on the that alt right new agey disclosure is coming meme side that has existed mm. since Nasara in the mid nineties. How much that plugged into the the same world that Corey Good and David Wilcock and all that were already existing in, and then they pivoted all of their grift to go with this bigger wave, which was QAnon, and they plugged in and they start doing this thing, and then Edge of Wonder comes out, and it's the bridge between the whole thing. We're a fan of Edge, Edge of Wonder. Why? I like them. I I, I was. A, I no, was I got a, featured a, on Edge a, of Wonder once, and that's how I left the cult. But um, no, I yeah, I do. I I quite liked Edge of Wonder. I I, 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 I listen yeah. to the new See, I think the the Q stuff. Um, see, I'm very much of the of the uh, of the uh, one of the people that think that maybe maybe the left and right have swapped at some point. Um, I think I find the left more extreme than the right now, and um, I think they're both extreme. I think there's extremists I, I think, on both I think, sides. The, I think there are extremists. Uh, there are extremes on both sides. Sides. The difference is, I think, on day to day living the on, the, on the Isle of Man or in the United Kingdom, I know f- far too many far leftists. I know no far right people. And I think that's the, the, that's what I find dangerous is is that the far left is accepted like that. We know the far right's bad. We know that it to be racist is horrible and to do that. But the the far left stuff we is essentially promoted. We, we don't we, we don't treat the extremism on the left as as the same as the right because we're taught is, we're taught yeah. from an early age that Nazism and fascism we've seen the the negative consequence of that and how many people died. But no one ever talks about like the other side like the russian gulags no and, no no you know, you know the revolution and stuff like nobody talks about that because it's it's i guess they don't want to give an unbiased view for whatever their purpose is but I, you know i've thought about that a lot is how the difference in reaction from people from similar actions but on diametrically opposing sides yeah, yeah it's strange you know, strange mostly peaceful protest 
Yeah, exactly. See, but that, that's the thing. I think the, I mean, the 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 queue in the um, early two thousands would have been uh, Zeitgeist. You know, that was the that, right. that was that was Dylan a, Avery. The, right. It was the same. It was the same same push essentially. You know, they but the difference was Zeitgeist was a very very left wing thing back then. Very. You know, that, and to be to be le- I mean, I, well, I was riding the wave of anti war sentiment. Yeah, and well, anti war, so. anti government. Now it's the right, which is anti-war and anti-government, where the left is very much, let's send nukes to the Ukraine people. Come on. Do you want to know something interesting about uh, uh, Edge of Wonder? Mm-hmm. So they're, they were set up by the Epoch Times, yeah. who, are, who are owned by New Tang Dynasty, which is a, uh, a Chinese media organization that puts on like uh, theater productions and, and stuff like that. They are owned by the Chinese cult Falun Gong, which at its core, like wow. the, top, the top belief is a billionaire that basically has a Corey Good story. That's why they had such a vested interest. I've actually wondered if uh, they were like some kind of arm of Chinese intelligence mm-hmm. to have an arm in the United States ufology movement. Because for a while, they, you know, they popped up out of nowhere with huge production value. Suddenly we're getting 100,000 hits within like a couple of weeks. Mm. You know, they're very strange people and i've seen like that group of people go out to ufology conferences in in china and in interfacing with a lot of people in suits and it's it's a wild world out there it is a, it is a wild world um like i got into well, it's a mad world. world it's a mad yeah. world i um, thank you thank you spooky it's bringing it back around i i'd see i don't want to say i believe wholesale because i don't really believe anything wholesale but the let's say that the meat and potatoes of the Q stuff being the um I'm trying to say this and stuff that won't get all these channels shut down. Your channel as well. Our channel. Um sealed envelopes. He keeps forgetting that, that we've sealed made. envelopes and basements. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the basement part. And not necessarily yeah. the pizza restaurant part. I mean, a lot either. of that was Jack Posobic. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But um I the and the the said the said drug that can be drained from those people, I believe that one hundred percent is going on. Like one hundred percent. There is there is no conspiracy that I believe more than that. It's one of those ones that like I believed when I was younger, but then it's it's one that I have to step back from and go: Is there any evidence that someone can show me that it's happening, or is it just uncorroborated stories? Yes, there's a lot of them, and it's been a kind of law yeah. thing going back to folklore times, but. Mm-hmm. And that's what leads me to I go and go. Okay, it's probably got, more real than something. Other stuff. When you've got uh, presidents in waiting, emails on WikiLeaks talking about sacrificing chickens to Moloch, and hmm? then you you look at what a chicken would be in the FBI's own keywords. To me, that there is the that I mean, you can you can have chatter about things but they're those hit points you go that's fucking bleak and you know what i would rather believe that's real because to ignore it and it be real is far more dangerous than actually like thinking about it i mean people thinking it's real and acting on that belief i mean there was a guy that went into that 
particular restaurant with a I, gen- I, de- I right? genuinely so, that yeah but oh, man come like the, the, the I mean story it, that one shot, incident is used as an exa- example to paint the entire and it rick- and, it, and the bullet ricochet ricocheted off three walls and went straight into the hard drive of a computer I'm I'm not buying this it was Lee Harvey Oswald no but, uh, don't get me wrong someone went in do you, know, do you know what I mean but there was uh, if if I was a conspiracy theorist you know, I would think your tinfoil was showing there a little bit, but yeah, if I was a conspiracy theorist, I would think that the um, like the breaded cheese garden fence was um, <laughs> uh, was propagated <laughs> to to ridicule the bits of the story that are real. It's an interesting uh observation because the guy that kind of broke that story super viral was jack posobic who went into the restaurant and started streaming talking about it he's an ex-navy intelligence officer it's always ex-intelligence people isn't it it is funny that right almost yeah. like there is no such thing as an ex-intelligence officer yeah it's once you're part of the company you're part of the company <laughs> you do as you as we say we send you to the farm for 10 years Boys, we've gone for two hours. Wow. Almost 30 minutes. I think this is the longest show we've done in quite some I mean, time. I have um, the ability to just talk forever and ever and ever. So if you need to end the show, then hey, hey, spooky. We, can, we do a plug and get out. You are, you are more than welcome back on, my friend. Absolutely. Thank more you, than welcome. I'll have to get you on, on an episode of Totty Wabba sometime. Yeah. Definitely. Because, because we, do, we alternate, on... but hey. It'd be cool to get you on Sunday on my show as well because it's it's cool. less about less aliens and more just about stuff. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, hit me up sometime. Do you have yeah. me on the on the on the twit twit? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, can I do a quick plug? Yeah. Of course you can. Absolutely. Get, get, get yeah. plugging and also put send me the link in the. Well, it's it's not a butt plug. I, I put both of them in there. I put Totty Wabba and my uh, Spooky Speaks oh, yeah. channel. Let um, me put them in the private. Let me okay. put them in the stream. And also, let me put them in so, the description. So that one time I was abducted by aliens is a is yep. kind of it's a multiverse channel. We have a few different shows. We have one on cryptids every Tuesday, every alternating Thursday. Like one week we have a super serious science show, which is a rebrand of our UFO show called Butt Stuff. I don't know if you, you ever saw that floating around. I've seen that floating around. Yeah. So that that was us. That started as a joke, but then we were like, we should probably rebrand it because it's like we get an audience and. With everything coming up, we can't be called Buster. And then the other, the <laughs> oh, other alternating week, which is this coming coming week, which our guest is going to be Leah Prime from Invisible Night School, one of my favorite people in the universe. Uh, we is called Uninformed, which is just a random topic show. We put like fifty spicy ass topics into a bucket, and then we just pick one out and then talk about it. And we don't do any prep, and it's it's spicy. The first the first show, uh, abortion came up, which was spicy because we've got uh like an anarchist leftist a a moderate post 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 leftist in me we've got a centrist republican and a a ex-military farm republican so it was pretty spicy so if you want to hear people that like that sounds interact and you probably think that we all hate each other but we're actually like a little family if you want to see like hilarity Click the link to that one time I was abducted by aliens. If you want to buy this awesome shirt that I'm wearing that says I hate it here, you can buy that on our website, that one time I was abducted by aliens.com. 
think slash store or shop or something. And then the other link is my Spooky Speaks channel, which is my like abandoned where channel Easter egg in the internet where if I get really pissed off one morning and I make a video, that's where I put it. I've done one on post post ufology in the post-truth world, which is my personal favorite of the ones I've done. I did one on uh, Rich, which we mentioned earlier, and I, ha I have another one in the works, which is on the back burner about cycles in ufology, um, using examples of like the Phoenix Lights um, and how that becomes relevant again 25 years later. It's this 20-year loop. I'm kind of it's, that's a big like opus that I'm kind of working on in the background. I have many irons in the fire, which is cool. But... I was only thinking about what Phoenix Lights the other day, and I was thinking to myself, I, I know it's not like not, like now where you've got. Um... I think maybe it's because I've I've gone full circle. I've so many so much strange stuff has gone in. I've got no doubt left in me. Um, but in the same respect, I now don't trust anything. Um, it's the best way to be. And the more I thought, I thought about the Phoenix lights. Even though there wasn't like, loads of mobile phones and stuff around there, like camcorders, like v VCRs, still a motherfucking big thing at that point. Like probably, right. probably the height of VCRs. And we've only got that one video from the top of the hill of the lights blinking on. Interesting, right? That's really weird, isn't it? A lot of people I, would have had camcorders. I, yeah. I do like there's there's quite a few videos I've seen from from like the early nineties on camcorders that I think are probably more legitimate than a lot of the things we see now. Like on on the UFO show that we do, we see. I know we're supposed to be ending the show. But... <laughs> On the UFO that show, is... that we, we see like you know, hundreds of videos over the course of a year mm. on that show, mm -hmm. and most of them are uh, identifiable or made with an app. Yeah. So it's it, cameras have got good, but they've also got bad because there's software that goes with the camera that can manipulate what what the audience mm. is seeing so it's again it's a lot of discernment and this is one thing we try to do on that show is teach people how to spot the fakes like we'll pause it i'll do like you know i'll, I'll screenshot it and do like photo analysis or whatever or we'll look at like the movement and how the frame rate isn't doesn't match everything else going on it's like mm -hmm. actual photogrammetry work and teaching people critical thinking at the same time which is kind of the ethos behind what we do is like we have a lot of fun but we take it really seriously at the same time which is a really hard balance sometimes sometimes our, we all have add so like sometimes it's just a load of memes with a couple of videos but like other times <laughs> it's like we go for two and a half hours and we have a super deep discussion mm -hmm. not, not unlike tonight mm -hmm. so yeah it's really, I, it's really I loved doing weird. that show did you, did you happen did... to catch the golden probes no so no but that sounds like a great porno yeah, it's our yearly award show. We've done done it the last two years, where we it's basically our roast of ufology that we do every year. Yeah, like, like we had name, we had a uh, we had bro. Lou from UCR as our, our, our like step in host this year. Do you guys <laughs> want to see the intro? Yeah, absolutely. Let me let me get it up. Oh, that's what she said. Gotta get it up before you probe. Right. The golden probes. Oh, I'm getting lost in YouTube now. Too many tabs. Here we go. That one time I was abducted by aliens. I'm just gonna play it from the live stream because I, I don't want to dig out the dig out the file right now. But so I spent a good like month editing this. I'm gonna share my screen. Oh my bad's in the way. Share screen. Chrome tab. There we go. Whew. Let me know when it's sharing because I cannot see. Got that. Yep. 
cool. You you do realize it's not going to be real Golden Globes without satanic imagery. Show me his real job. Was that Stephen Greer? Yep. I'm not a UFO guy. I'm not a ufologist. I never have been. I never will be. <laughs> it's hostile, Kurt. Why would you do this? Unbelievable. It's what I think of the disclosure clock right now. <laughs> Sorry, things off Jim's ball. Decker ninety seven. I'm not a ufologist. I never have been. I never will be. I'm fine. <laughs> My only concern oh, there is you, you haven't got two little ginger twats waiting for the train. I didn't know your beautiful <laughs> souls at that point in time. <gasps> we could have been like the Weasleys waiting for the Potter train. Exactly. Right? You know? It writes uh, itself. Uh, <laughs> next year. As well, this year. We start writing it about six months before, so... Maybe you're getting there. And I, I will apologize to StreamYard because unfortunately StreamYard doesn't stream the audio that, that the greatest that the audio is because I don't know why. There was happened. no audio with that? No, it we was. The it's audio. Just, it was just compressed. Yeah, you, oh, okay. StreamYard yeah. compresses the audio. I don't know why. Oh. That was really well done, my, my Thank friend. You. It was just really That's weird because it does, it does like do. vocal audio really well. But Well, hey, it, actually, yeah. in that same thing, I mean... It's it's public, so technically I can't talk about it, but I can't talk about it. So like, I can't give details, but I'm working on a, a documentary series or film. And I did put a trailer in, in that in that show. I, I de debuted a trailer that is out there. I suppose I could play it, but I can't talk about anything to do with it on, in terms of detail. Give us a nipple. Just right. one nipple. All right, let me, let me find it. In fact, I've got a cop I don't need to do it that way. I've got a copy on my desktop. Technology, everybody. Let me scroll down all of these videos. Also, if you play it on the desktop, it'll it'll be. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I can I can upload the file here into. into oh, there we go. The, the raw file. So. No, I did not know. Uh, I think of myself as someone who keeps reasonably up to date with the news and current events. I did we not know like that aliens did 9/11. I had no idea. The main. 
message from the ETs are for us to prepare ourselves right now, and I mean this. I want to introduce my good friend to you. Is this a sign? I want to welcome you to an idea. I want you to give this idea a habitat in your mind. Going, Going live. live. I You're just realized how the much you are. are like a creation. It's not my question. How's it going? Good. Spain. So you're saying David Wilcock made four or five million? Off one course. Courage to actually commit to creating a business seated in higher consciousness of all things. Well, interestingly enough, it wasn't even on my radar a year ago. I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Like what next? What are the next conferences that you're going to be going to? East SETI Ranch. And you can go there and then in August I will actually be attending a speaking what's called the Eclipse of Disclosure Summit in Mount Shasta. Corey is a spiritual fraud. Love you, Bill. We want you. What are the lies that my client put out there? Let's go through that. Oh, this feels like the Johnny Depp Amber Heard. Uh, I would be Johnny Depp. What would happen if all of this turns out to be true? Well, we will soon find out. What does it matter if it's real or not? I'm very much looking forward to that thing. That is exciting. Yeah. That's a great trailer as well. Thank you. He's I just, I just realized he's talk about anything, not but depth. I just I, realized I how much um, uh, Wilcox sounds like Jordan Peterson. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Eat up your root. I, to be fair, I have a Jordan Peterson poster right there. I, I, I'm a fan of Jordan Peterson. Not I was a fan, and he's but... kind of gone off the deep end recently. But I, I know I was this a is my, I'm a fan of his psychological talks. His, his talks on the biblical stories I thought were fantastic. Yeah, but his his cultural commentary. Oh God, dude! But um, someone I'm in the in the chat is saying this is giving me vibes of Cosmic Judas. I can neither confirm nor deny that I am Cosmic Judas. This is, seems to be a running thing where people think that I might be this person, and I'm not going to confirm or deny it because the style is very similar, right? It's very similar. Cosmic Judas is a, a meme account on, ah. on the Twitter that posts a lot of uh, funny videos. Uh, I wonder who has enough time to edit all those videos. Would you, re but, would you recommend it to follow? Worth, worth a follow, yeah. but again, maybe it's not me. Maybe I know who it is, but... Would you recommend it? Oh, absolutely. The, the memes are fresh. There's also a cos cosmic, uh, cosmic Doubt. I think there might be UFO Judas. They keep changing their name. Or I keep changing their name. I don't know. Sometimes I dissociate and sometimes there's art. I don't know. <laughs> but what's that? Remember Art Bell in real time covering the Phoenix Lights? I actually sourced that radio recording for the video I'm working on. Mm. That's a very good... I listen to a lot of Coast to Coast, but... So that was oh, that's see, that's the thing. I'm not, I'm not saying that nothing happened there, but I'm just saying, isn't it weird how we haven't got like that was a a mass UFO sight, and we refer to it as a mass UFO sight. So where's the mass evidence for it? Yeah, there was. It's strange that there wasn't more video. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, it was there for a while. I don't know why news cameras didn't go, "Hey, what the fuck is that?" Because you know, they've got way better glassware to be able to see things. I mean, they could have probably, maybe they looked at it and it was flares, but then the call came down from the governor's office, like, no, we're going to play this as UFO for money, for tourism. So do, do, you know, do you know, Mike, apparently Mike Rogers was there. I haven't heard that. 
I know we, um, Kurt, we Kurt, had... is it Kurt Russell. He he was the guy, he phoned it into the FAA because he was flying over Phoenix at the time. But isn't that weird as well? That, when that is went... a, another weird connection. Yeah, yeah. So um, well, I, I bet if you dig deep enough in Kurt Russell, like his fucking dad worked for the CIA or something. Now it's, but um, yeah. I, but that, I found that so weird because we we had him on the show, didn't we? We, oh, we, we we've had Mike Rogers on about three times now. Yeah, yeah. he wants to go on again. He loves us. Nice guy. I I like him. You know, it's a, yeah, he's a good guy. Uh, he, he, I I don't have any grandparents. He gives me that sort of in the same way as I like. He knows David my. Ike. He knows our feeling on on the uh, on the Travis thing as well. We've yeah. been we've we've been uh, oh the Travis the Walton thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, off and off, off off and on. Should I say off and on, off and on? More Wait, so. is Mike Rogers the guy that changed the story and then got paid money Mike and Rod- changed the story back? Mike Rogers is the boss. Mike Rogers is, you know, in the Fire in the Sky film, Mike Rogers right. is the right, right, right. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so, 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 Mike. If any, if anything, times. I find Mike more credible because he's um, less. He's been less monetarily comp- compensated for it, and right. it's it, even to the point where um, I actually think if he wanted to make money, he could make money coming out going. It's we tried bullshit. to get him to say it was shit, bullshit. Yeah, we tried we to did. we tried to get Mike Rogers. I might, to I say might, it. I might have even insinuated that it might have been a, it might have been like financially viable, financially beneficial for him to be on that side of the fence. But no, he's he's, he's and he doesn't he, like Travis. He doesn't like Travis, and he still sticks with the story and backs it up. Weird money. I mean, I. I'm not going to say that it didn't happen. I think there's a lot of inconsistencies with the the whole fire watch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, it's it's not been a case I've been too invested in because I, you know, I saw saw fire in the sky, mm-hmm. and which is nothing. It, to it do was with all. It. Yeah, it was. You know, now I look into the story, and it's like it's just never grabbed me. It doesn't have that factor to it that makes me go that that's something that feels like an integral part to the the puzzle someone in the chat is asking how i feel about lou elizondo and i just say who i don't know who you're I, talking about i don't i don't know you i want to ask you a, a question about another lou because it's another the um it's it's something ollie have mentioned before you just you just said before that um lou from the celebrity review we did the right. like, stand-in thing why do you think he shut his channel down well he rebranded it because he realized he was taken for a ride by the intelligence community like Lou and and other people were pushing him to meet with other groups and and little like bubbles of people. And but he, does it would would it yeah. not have made more sense for him to um to spin off another channel from that? Oh, he, carry he, that channel on and leave that. He's rebranded it. Yeah, he should have left the episodes up. To be yeah, because um, it's just a passive income at that point. Because you know those right. those little Alessandro episodes would have just continued to gather views and revenue. But, I guess for him it was an integrity thing. Like he didn't even want to earn money off of it because he was. Which I, you know, I respect he went that. Through the ring, he went time. through the ringer with it and and really got yeah. vilified for coming to the conclusion that he was having a negative experience in associating with these people, and then he gets vilified by the group that's around Lou Elizondo and mm-hmm. and cast out just simply because it wasn't even him. It was rather be Squidding that asked a question mm-hmm. about the the sock accounts, and then it just. Yeah, he's a great guy. He, he's very, uh, very plain spoken. I enjoy his his commentary quite a lot. He's mm. we he's had him on the show one guy. time. He's a very intelligent guy. We had him on the show one time, and I, 
already it was one of those shows where I, our add was a little bit too much i could tell but i'd love to have him back on sometime that'd be a cool conversation he's been on with us a couple of times hasn't he ollie mm-hmm. I've, I've enjoyed every show we've done with him he's an intelligent guy but, but i can see he's he's very loyal to he's very loyal <laughs> very loyal to lou like you can see there's a good friendship there and he's like right. I, they're, um, they're a good team. They're, they're doing a monthly UFO show still. Like they haven't completely given up. It, but, Him and Rather are doing it. I, I know. So, I, I know. I mean, you work with Steve. You work with Stephen. Stephen's had. I work with a lot of people. You work with a lot of people. Yeah. You you work with us now. <laughs> the gingers. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm fascinated by Lou, and so is Lee. I've we've had we've had Lou on with Rich and it, I'll be I'll I be remember perfe- that episode. I'll be perfectly honest; it was it was a fucking drama fest. That's what it was. Mm. That's what's um, going to happen when you get two people that hate each other <laughs> in the conversation. Like, I don't I, think there was um, any way out of that because Rich wasn't going to budge, and neither was Lou. So at, mm. at the time, I did I didn't know enough about Lou. But now looking at Lou's channel and looking what that stood from what. What happened with that channel is it fucking exploded. Lee, yeah. Lee pointed this out to me. I keep pointing over here. He's there. <laughs> it's fucking odd. It's well, odd. That's what happens when you have you tickle no. the intelligence community. And there we go. It, it's, no, you're going to mix up again. It, 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 it's odd. Every time he had Lou on, or Lou and his dad, that you can look at it in the in the social blade like every time that's not what that's not what we find out okay okay what what's odd is lou was making could have easily made we talk we talk about lou from the unidentified celebrity review not not lou alexander lou could have made a living off this i don't i don't know i I mean lou's lou is an actor i have no idea what I, I yeah. have no idea what he makes in acting money. Um, I have an okay day job. It, it's decent. I make, I make it a decent living for my family. I make fuck all on YouTube. Lou makes made a shitload on YouTube. Not only in chats, you could see it, but you could see his Patreon. It was fucking sky high. What makes him is either a fucking saint or something scared the shit out of him to make him. I mean, can just... it be both? Can it just be something scared him and he is just genuinely like a, a person acting within integrity? I know I use that word a lot, but it's, okay. that's what it is. It's, it's not capitulating to the gamified grift machine. Did you see no. the Patreon? Yeah. I remember when he, he went over it all, all live mm-hmm. and, I was a little shocked, but it wasn't it wasn't outside of the realm of like what I kind of saw for the size of his channel either. I was like, that's actually kind of in line. Like I my the weather work I do, I mean we have like 40, 50,000 subs and a Patreon with like 800, 900 members. So like I in terms of scale, it was he wasn't earning a lot. I know he has to like pay for the, software. The the weather thing, money though, on, so. But the, the difference I, I would think with the weather thing is is that you're offering a service. Whereas right, the, yeah, that, that is it, offering content. 
is yeah. I mean, it's a different kind of content because ours is yeah, much more interactive because we have a community it, around it. But yeah, and it, whereas I think that if when you when you sub to something like a YouTube channel like I've like Alien Addict, which you could do right now if you're in the comments and you feel inclined, um, the you're supporting those people to continue to create more. You know, that's the, that's right. the thing you right. you're not actually you, you're getting entertainment back from it but there's nothing like physical and tangible that you're getting back from it. whereas the weather thing you're getting something right which has genuine real world value right um so i think that's that's slightly different yeah is 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 different in terms of its uh commodity trade but in terms of just channel size compared to the money it, it was kind of in line it's about mm -hmm. the same as if you look at like what Truth Seekers is with the the Patreon and the members yeah. and stuff. It's about in line with it. There's a couple of questions for me in the chat, and I don't want to I don't want to feel like I'm missing them. Someone asked, uh, "Who's my main man? Tupac or Milk?" My main person is Leah Prime. Fight me. Um, and I don't, know, Kari, I, do, I don't know what that is. Leah Prime is one of the hosts of Invisible Night School. She is awesome, and if people in the know with the Tupac and Milk situation will get why I said that, and Kari, do I know Charlie? I know. Do you mean Charlie Weiser? Because I kind of know Charlie Weiser. That's the only Charlie I can think of. Yeah, I know me. Charlie Weiser, but do I know her? <laughs> I mean, no does idea. anyone really know her? I mean, that it's okay. Why? Well, I, 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 that comment hurts my soul. She's asked for information. I've given information. We spoke. Who's who's that? Charlie Weiser is yeah. is um she's Australia, Australian ex intelligence person who now does kind of freelance journalism in, in the space and uncovers truth. She did uh, a lot of stuff on Anjali. She did um, Travis Walton. Travis Walton and Moran Lerner. Have you ever heard of Moran Lerner? Mm -hmm. uh, he was some kind of plasma guy lapping around and then he, he hooked up with some other person that tried accusing half of ufology of being a cult. Which is ex-Australian intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. I, see, I've got X. a really good... good yeah, I, well, Charlie's lovely. Thing. It's fine. I've got, I've got I've got a really good thing now. Is the um, oh, I'm not the one she was referring to. I I won't say this on Ollie's channel, but given when you get people that come out, your channel, whistleblower people, they're uh, uh, well, no, no, because if it gets struck, it's your channel. If it doesn't get struck, it's ours. Um, the uh, uh, I, I feel that how people pos position themselves on that bug that was going around for the last two years i've like i find that as a really good show of like genuine integrity because if you if you follow if you follow the narrative on that then you're fucking dead to me i mean i i only got vaccinated recently because i have to travel oh well, yeah well yeah like work That's has forced forced me but no i i understand like for me no, it was, dropping it was never really they? Not within the time frame that I have to travel, That's which is annoying. I've been I've been waiting and waiting and waiting, but it's it's fine. Um, you know that first shot felt like shit for like a day, but then I'm I'm fine. Mm. Obviously, there is the worry of having heart issues, mm. but it's a risk. In order to do the things that I want to do, there is a degree of risk. So I just had to weigh that up with: Do I want to not do the things that I have planned and? take these steps in, in what I guess you would call a journalism career or do I want to just finally give in I guess I'm going to be very careful what I say here but I am one uncle one friend 
down. Sorry, as, in, as in gone, and a mother that can't walk properly anymore. That's my personal experience with it. Jeez. But that happened really the, quick. The fact that they can push like Russian that. roulette like that on people is pretty nice. Crazy. But, Crazy. Like... But Ollie's getting anxious. So we'll wrap the show up. <laughs> and on that bombshell, <laughs> this has yeah. been top yet. <laughs> you know what? You know what, Spooky? You you definitely need to go on a uh, must see audio. Yeah, I think Sun- it's also from that says he doesn't speak very well. I've, I think you've been fucking awesome. Thank you. I, I feel like I've, I've eased into it. I, I know. I know. I think it's to be honest. I don't really talk to a lot of other English people, so this is probably why it's been very easy to just talk to you guys. Probably, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm the Yankee. To, the Yankees love yeah. their fucking aliens. They really do. Tell me about it, man. <laughs> Get your workout out. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I really do. I, I, the amount of people I interact with every day, it's, it's can get a bit much. But thank you for having me this fine Friday evening. I think I might go watch some Top Gear, uh, Top Gear movie, Top Gun movie now. I'm gonna say Top Gear is not a thing anymore. I know it makes me sad. Grand yeah. Tour just wasn't as good, but yeah, whatever. Hey, what can you do? I'm... I'm 40. I miss Top Gear with Tiff Nadell, where they used to just like review right. Ford Focuses. I remember that. <laughs> I used to love Sunday afternoon watching that. Well, yeah. my dad made me tea. Right. For me, it would be after a roast dinner at my grandparents' house, just yeah. lazing on the sofa like uh, <laughs> and, Good time. And yeah, we're going to have to do more. I, I like to do on the alien. Lee, Lee likes to do the one on ones. I like to do three. Like three's the magic number, I think. I, I think three I, is I, the best I like amount it. for a podcast. I, I like to start off with like a fucking orgy and it ends with three, or maybe two. Like, that's he, he likes, Ollie likes to start with loads and watch them tap out one by one. Yeah. You know, if, if, I can if, stream you under the table, sir. So. Yeah. It's not a competition, it's the same channel, but yeah. To, Lee, are you doing a show? I don't know if you're doing a show this Sunday or not. Are I have no idea. I've, I don't know who's on or anything like that. Maybe. I've no idea. We'll sort it out tomorrow. Maybe you should tap up Spooky, see if he's free this Sunday. What am I doing this Sunday? I know there's, there's a lot going on. You're lucky you got me tonight. Um, hit me up on the Twitter. Um, yeah. If you, if you want I suppose to I should plug my Twitter. I'm not using I've, I've shut down social media like entirely other than YouTube. But at Fires of Truth is me. Um, that's the account that you all know about. Um, yeah, that that's me. That's what I'm I gonna do. add you now. Do it. I'll, I'll actually I'll go in and I'll accept you. You'll be like my first new following forever. Um, I have a really. I don't really post UFO thing. stuff though. I post like psychedelic stuff. Uh, I've got a really weird thing with Twitter. You could talk about psychedelics. That'd be it. <laughs> because uh... while doing them. I must um, see audio. There you go. Follower requests. I'm stuck at about. It's always like 1,560 around that. Is it something like that? Um, and that it's not when I started doing the uh, Twitter. Why <laughs> technology? There we go. It's come up now. That was weird. The uh, 
yeah, 1,354. I'm always around that 1,300 approaching 60. 55 now. Then, no, no. But if I approach 60, it will drop back down to low 50s. And it has done for two years. It's really That's weird. pretty wild. That's pretty the, wild. Yeah. Uh, it was really because I and I don't use TikTok, and it was really weird when I because I opened a TikTok and I, I hate doing it because I, I hate the short form video stuff. I talk too much for short term for short form video. Um, I got sort of five thousand followers in about forty eight hours on TikTok, wow. and then you just there's just nothing nothing on Twitter, and Twitter is what I use. I, I tweet like a beast. Every fucking oh, I have twenty two thousand tweets on my account. I know, I know yeah. It's like, it, but yeah, it's no, a good it's a good conversation tool, but it, it can be very. Uh, it's the wild west out there. It's well, that's uh, that's why I like it. I like it. I think it, the it's the best crowd sourced news app. That's why I like. Oh, it. definitely it, for real time news. Like for what? Yeah. For my weather stuff, I've been using Twitter since like two thousand eight. Yeah, like it's it's perfect for real time. Like. It's kind of a precursor to what I do in my actual work in terms of getting the real-time video and stuff streamed out to television networks. When you have mm -hmm. a person going through a tornado or a hurricane and they can real-time provide information to emergency services about like their present location or stuff that's going on, any dangers in the water or, or around the structure or whatever, like that stuff is invaluable. And that's just the development of technology. So it's not always a bad thing. It's how people then gamify it. That's, that's mm -hmm. the problem. Because this technology, in terms of information sharing, is intrinsic to how we're going to develop into the future, mm. which I think a lot actually has to. This information sharing has a lot to do with this Andrew Gallimor stuff. Mm -hmm. um, did you, did you try and click on that? The same did you time do it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, as that popped up, a... <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> um, I, I have a game with my friends on a. There's a couple of us who've got like a little chat group, and um, whenever one of us sees a video or a pit or one of the like risky photographs Britney Spears posts on her right. Instagram account, we screenshot it and post it on the group with uh, with like just just underneath it. So like uh, Spears watch F, F B I uh T BB Free Britney is the best Britney. <laughs> I agree. I'm glad. I'm glad she got out of the conservatorship. That was messed up. Mm. Why is it three hours? We've hit three hours. We did it. Three hours. Three hours. Fucking hit three hours. Let's, let's, Ollie, let's, uh... Ollie, Ollie's relationship with Rich has not gone well this evening because he's now an hour into Rich's show. I, oh, I'll be honest, yeah, I forgot. About did, that. I, did I? Did I? Did I do that? Did I do that? Maybe I did. He did that on purpose. Be honest. I wasn't thinking okay. about it till right first now. Time, but... First time in Alien Addict history, Ollie has gone into uh, Rich's show. Well, I'll, be on, I'll be honest with you. This is the superior show. So I always have respect for it's the fun. channels, and I've always had respect for Rich's channel, but I have respect for every other channel if I know there's another channel at the same time. But I actually did forget tonight. There's so. always going to be fucking overlap, isn't it? He's there? on every night. Yeah. Like, is, is it really a. It's not like a TV channel, <laughs> you know? Like, there you go. You know, uh, YouTube. <clears throat> wow. But, Rich, if you do watch this, 
if you do get that Samsung S twenty twenty three, go for the five hundred gig model. I did get an I iPhone did. like a real person. Have you seen well, that? It, how many how many fake videos can you fit on one of these devices? That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot because the S the S twenty three. My wife's just got one, and it is that the foldy one. No, that's the S twenty three Ultra. It's like uh, yeah. it's got a pen in it and all that jazz. But the actual, you know, the online, the on system storage takes up sixty gig. <laughs> Jesus. So you know, like if you get a, if you get like a phone that's one hundred and twenty eight gig, the, the internal so operating system takes the internal operating. Yeah, yeah. So that the is the worst coded thing ever. What? Yeah, yeah, it is. Insane. Jesus Christ, it's insane. It's insane. Oh, no goofball shows tonight. We scared them off. She got the 500 gig model for a reason. Icons on the phone, like 12K. The screen looks amazing, don't get me wrong, but its it's internal storage takes up 60 gig. I checked it. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's... I mean, that's more than Windows. Is it coming preloaded with, like, Call of Duty or something? It comes preloaded. It's got loads of stuff preloaded on it. So... People in the chat, if you're going to get any of the Samsung S23 range, Huawei. <laughs> 60 gigs worth of shit on there. Yeah. Good night. God bless, folks. Mind the bugs don't bite. Check out Spooky. He, I have dropped the link in the chat. I'm going to drop the link in the chat again tonight, and I'm going to, as soon as this video is finished, I'm going to put it in the description because he is one interesting man. So go okay. check him out. Go support. Invisible um, Night School. I'm going to think... get in trouble by the people on my channel going, why are you promoting someone else's channel? But fight me, bro. They're like, hey, ri rise the best tide. show. Rise and tide in all boats. Damn right. Teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah. Go subscribe to both them channels, people. And um, yeah, the link will be in the description for anybody watching afterwards. Right Good night. God bless people. I hope people. to see my, some my... of you on Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday, Crypto Corner on my channel. I'll see. What time? What time? What time? Uh, Cryptid, It's a late one on Tuesday, so it's like two thirty a.m. UK time. I watch uh, in the morning. I watch. I watch. Yeah. With the Thursday shows at ten thirty, and in the evening, so that's not too bad. Mm. But yeah, hope to see you all there. Uh, good shows next week. We've got Changeling, Changeling, however you say it, for Cryptid Corner, and then we've got Uninformed with special guest Leah Prime from Invisible Night School. So. Hope to see you all there. Keep it breezy. Thank you, mate. I appreciate you. Subscribe sure to Ollie, too, if you haven't. Yes, if you've not subscribed already. And you, and hit that and like you, button. And leave a comment. The best in. thing you can do is leave a and comment. There absolutely is, isn't there? There is fuckwits out hit there. Hit that, that like. A three-hour show and don't subscribe and don't like it. Give it them watching because they hate it. They're just they're looking for the the name being mentioned in. The Did I just see Strange Recon in the chat? Well then, I don't know. Is there a Wild Jeff? I troll Jeff all the time. A wild. I went Jeff. last Halloween. I went. Oh, all Jeff Jeffs are wild. Recon. My middle right. name's Jeff. I, I I grew out my mustache just to troll Jeff for Halloween, and I just kept it. Not <laughs> <laughs> to you, mate. Thanks. Right, people. Right. We're gonna we 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 we're gonna bedash. It's, it's genuinely get took one hour and five minutes to end this show. Go on, Lee. Because, I feel like we honestly just could talk for ages. So you, let's well, just, let's just put a pin in it. I'll come back sometime soon, and we'll just we'll just carry on. Awesome.
Me, uh, me and Lee will go into a nice can, diatribe can, about can, psychedelics can, and fatherhood, and you'll come in yeah. with some. Uh, Lee's going to heat up for this Sunday. Yeah, I'll uh, give you a shout. Hit me up about yeah, yeah. Let me know. I'll um, I'll see what I'm doing. People, if you want to support the show, you can go be a Patreon, Do or that. you could be a YouTube member, or just if you just if 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 if, if things if are just skint like, or or you can't be asked. Just tight. give it a thumbs up. It's free. Yeah. If you don't do any of those three things, you're a cunt. <laughs> Spicy. Yeah. Or if you're cold, buy a t-shirt. Good night, <laughs> God bless. Peace. I'm the bugs don't bite. Oh. We are alien addict. Musty audio in the house. Go check out Spooky. Bye bye.